It is Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join us here. The number eight. Oh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's it's been six, a while, man. It has been. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian and Aria. Hey, Aria. Hello. We've got a special guest host as well. Skylar is here with us. Hey, Skylar. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you in here. You happen to be out for some business and family things here in the area, and I said, you know what, come on by, let's let's do a show together. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and for listeners that don't recognize your voice, you've been on as a, as a guest uh, remotely previously after you got arrested outside of Governor Sununu's house for <laughs> the dastardly crime of... Being um, there? Yep. Standing on a public sidewalk attempting to have a candlelight vigil <laughs> oh that's right that's what it was it was a for the victims vigil. of the lockdowns and yeah. this was after they had passed a uh, quite illegal ordinance in the town of newfields new hampshire where the sununu lives after weeks of protests that have been going on outside his house completely peaceful protests you know people with signs and a little bit of chanting and a little bit of speaking um nothing like crazy no one set his house on fire or anything like that no one was you know firing guns or anything you know or intimidating his family <laughs> right. or disturbing the peace or any of that right? yeah so that's not how he paints it on twitter of, no, course. of course no of course when the few times he'll actually say something about it yeah he's fearing for his life <laughs> yeah and so so they passed this ordinance in Newfields, New Hampshire, which apparently his brother is on the city or the the town council. Michael Sununu, yeah, totally not a conflict of interest there. <laughs> uh, he voted for it, by the way. The brother and the other council members, I believe, there's what three, I think, in total. Yeah, uh, they passed this thing that said there would be no picketing outside of residential houses. I think it was. I don't have the language in front of me, but something to that effect, and. Just, you know, on its face, this is clearly a violation of freedom of speech and the freedom to assemble. Um, If you're on a ostensibly public place and he is not in a private neighborhood, he's in a public, you know, street. Anyone has access to it. There's no blocking the the road or anything like that. Uh, That clearly just on its face unconstitutional. But even if you wanted to say, oh, well, there have been these uh, court cases over time and there have been apparently that that have put some kind of restrictions on quote-unquote picketing in new hampshire though mm, I, I don't know which court cases and i don't know where I've california just heard, i've heard is it california yeah, i was in the, california yeah. which that's where the da i mean the ag came from the ag california. the attorney general here in new hampshire is yeah. from california that's, that's right, right. Yeah. and he, he should go now, back well unfortunately he he's now going on to the supreme court in new hampshire last i heard yes he's so, he's the um it's even worse the, now. T- the top Judge, the what's is he the head judge yeah, of the what, Supreme Court? What do they call that? Um, oh, the head douchebag. I yeah, don't know what they call I, it. I like that head douchebag. Yeah. That works for me. Uh, but so that's even it's an even worse position yes, now uh, for him to be in. But uh, so you know, even if you want to accept these stupid court decisions that say there could be some sort of restrictions on picketing, well, arguably Chris Sununu's house is not a residential house because he's doing quote unquote business there, right? Because the state house is shut down. So the people cannot go to the state house. I mean, you can stand outside of it, but no one's there. Right. Yeah, so, so it's pointless. It's so, pointless. You're, so, t- you're literally talking to a brick wall. Right. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to have the right to petition the, the rulers, right? And to right. go out and let them know that we're unhappy. That's right. We and, have forms of redress that have been taken away from us. And 
And because he's conducting business at his house, that's the reason that we went there. We didn't. Nobody wants to go bother his family. Nobody wants to be upsetting people in in in, in a residential area. I don't doesn't either. mind bothering people's to, families. But, yeah, I right. agree with that. But as long as uh, as long as they are destroying our families' lives and the the lives of business owners and Fair employees enough. and people, then as far as I'm concerned, you're always the governor. It doesn't matter if it's two in the morning. Right. Uh, you should be continuing. You are still the governor and. And you don't get a break. You right. should not get a respite uh, from being accountable. And that's the other thing that one of the things New Hampshire has in its constitution is, I believe, Article 8, if I recall correctly, that, that I don't have it in front of me, but it basically says that all government must be open and accountable mm-hmm. at all times. Right. In, in fact, if I remember the wording. Uh, and it is not at the, in almost any way open or accountable right. at any time at this point in the last basically year since they shut everything down due to COVID. Okay, yeah, they're having state house representatives, the 400 state reps that we have here, the largest in the, I think the third largest uh, representative body in the English speaking world and certainly the largest in the United States. They're now meeting on a soccer field. Yeah. In ridiculous conditions of insane, you know, social distancing, and even that is not enough for some of these state reps who are refusing to attend or wearing full-on uh, plague doctors masks. Apparently, two of them actually wore full body suits, PPE, full body suits. Jesus Christ! For, uh, to for this a thing. virus that they're not at risk of dying from. Well, I mean, some of them are elderly and well, obese. Well, then they should stay home and go home. Yep. In- indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all these insane restrictions. So clearly, we need to be bringing the uh, consequences to these people. And there was actually some interesting discussion uh, at, a, at a recent meetup. And I'm, I won't say who it was that was talking about this, but there was talk about expanding the visits from just the governor's house to a bunch of these worst of the worst state representatives, the yep. ones who are sponsoring some of the most tyrannical legislation in regards to this uh, to target them. Because New Hampshire only has so many cops. Right. Okay. Now, obviously, there's cops in the towns, but there's state police as well. And it's been the state police who primarily have been responding at the governor's house. So they they bring in all the stateies from all over. The night you got arrested, it was what, at least 20, 25 so, cops? I, w- I, was, I personally was surrounded by 12 to 15 of their SERT officer, you know, their, their SWAT team or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but there was an, at least another 10 or 15 police yeah. officers there. I mean, there was a dozen cars. A it dozen? Was, more, more than 24, I would say, cops oh, yeah. for what was, what, nine people? Nine I people. Think? Nine peaceful people. <laughs> Including well, a reporter. they were out giving people tickets over stupid stuff. <laughs> so, I, mean, yeah. I guess there's yeah. that saying. Like, like, like lighting candles because they gave us all tickets. Yeah, all nine of them got tickets. Yeah. So they were giving including, tickets over stupid stuff. It was including just a member of the press. I meant traffic violations. Yeah, you mean to other people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And there was a guy from uh, NH Insider, I think, uh, there that got ticketed. Chris Maidman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So it's just been a crazy situation. I think we last when we spoke to you, you said you were uh, you'd put in the not guilty plea with your attorney. Yep. And is it Dan Hines? uh, Yeah. So he's a free stater, liberty minded attorney, which is it's great to have him. He's the guy who, who, by the way, did the topless uh, ladies, when they did the topless protest out in Laconia, do you yep. remember hearing about that story I do. a few yeah, years yeah. ago? Yeah, free the whatever. Free it was. the nipple. Yeah, free yep. the nipple. That yep. was yep. And uh, he took on their case again, gratis. Yep. Didn't, didn't charge him for it. And uh, there was a big, bit of a mixed bag with the uh, the topless people. Yeah. They like they won, but they lost. They won. They lost one, and they won one. And then I think 
I forget what happened at the Supreme Court with him. I'll have to I'll have to check. If you if you search freekeen.com for topless, uh, it comes up with some of some of those stories. So he's a good attorney, so I hope I, I think you're in good hands. I agree. He's also the he's also the attorney that filed the lawsuit against the state when they first closed us down within within I think it was within a week was of, he? of the of the closures. He filed a lawsuit against the state. Okay. Um, I don't know the details of where it went, but I was I was I was appreciative that he stood up for us like that yeah, because absolutely not many attorneys will. It's right. it's very, very hard to find an attorney who's willing to actually like talk to you about going after the government. Right. Well, does that um, the attorney general control the New Hampshire Bar Association exactly or something right. along those lines? It was the uh, not the attorney general, but his counterpart, like the civil counterpart. So the attorney general brings like criminal cases against, in this case, uh, with the crackdown, business owners have been targeted by him. They bring charges against drug dealers and you know things like that. All kinds of peaceful people who've never harmed anyone else. It's basically his job uh, is to ruin people's lives criminally. Yeah. Then there's the solicitor general that, as I understand, I'd, I'd never even heard of this bureaucrat before. But apparently, so like if the attorney general is Sununu's left hand attorney, then you know handling criminal, mm-hmm. then the solicitor general is his right hand attorney handling the civil matters. Okay. As, I, as I understand it. Okay. Uh, and so the solicitor general working for the government is also the head of the New Hampshire Bar Association. So if you step out of line too too much, in theory, yeah. they could just disbar you. They could re- revoke your bar certification. And that's yeah. why you see the attorneys, as soon as you tell them that you want to push the issue with the government in any way, shape, or form, they, you know, most of them they're don't like, want sorry. anything to do with it because they're all, you know, a lot of them are in They're in together. the same club. And there was actually uh, interesting, there's a there's a guy from uh, another, like, very constitutional organization here, I'm forgetting the name of it, but there's the little cards over there, uh, New Hampshire Coalition of... Oh, 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 COSNH, yes. COS, yeah, co- what is it? Coalition oh, the- of... The commission, the committee of safety. Thank committee you. Of committee safety. of safety. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll talk more about it coming up here. He's got an interesting theory, uh, and you can share your thoughts. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. This is Free Talk Live. It is. Free Talk Live, the number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. There's a lot to talk about here tonight, and I had to ask you guys, like, what what the hell is even in, in the news? I've been so busy with uh, New Hampshire Goldback launching today. Woo. That's I've been busy thing. with crypto all day, yeah, so I haven't seen the news either. Yeah, that's one thing we can talk about. But apparently, uh, there's like a QAnon conspiracy theory that... Uh, Donald Trump is going to take office tomorrow or the next day or something like that. So now uh, the government in D.C. is on quote-unquote high alert. We can talk about that a little bit more, but we've been just sort of discussing, uh, kind of recapping for our maybe newer listeners that may not have heard you, Skylar, on Free Talk Live as a as a guest interviewee. Now you're a guest host here, so uh, so welcome Welcome to uh, to the studio here. We're just kind of recapping that you were arrested for quote-unquote disorderly conduct outside of Chris Sununu's house, and that's the quote, the so-called governor here in New Hampshire. After so-called. There's a stupid uh, and clearly illegal picketing ban that has been passed in his town, and uh, those were under the, uh, the it was under those auspices that they arrested you. We can continue continue that discussion here, but I also want to tell you about Bitcoin.com, which is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and of course the whole Bitcoin experience is just really getting started. It's just been a dozen years so far, and if you look at the history of gold and silver, which have been with humans for thousands of years, a dozen years on the scale of money is pretty 
small. So it's already been a tremendous success story. You might have heard the news headlines. You might have heard that it crossed over $50,000 again, what, within the last 24 hours? It did indeed. Yes, it did. So, you know, if you want to learn more about it, go and click Get Started at the top of the page at Bitcoin.com. And that's where you'll find a few videos. One of them is, I think, three minutes long, the first one. So if you've got five minutes... Go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, watch that first video, and then watch more if you got time for it. Learn the basics about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash at Bitcoin.com. Or go to the news site if you're not new to crypto and you want to get the latest headlines. They've got them every day over at news.bitcoin.com. So we're just kind of you know talking about what has been happening here uh, over the last three months or however long it's been, now four or five months since this Chris Sununu passed a mask mandate here in New Hampshire. And Aria, you were just telling us last night that Mississippi and Texas have completely withdrawn both the mask mandate and business regulations. Is that right? Yes. And Alabama is soon to join them, apparently. And didn't I hear somebody else was as well? Some some other southern state besides Alabama? Well, Florida didn't really have a mask mandate to, to begin, begin with. with. Right. Yeah, that's true. So these are all good, you know, good news. Apparently Biden's been freaking out about this. So of course, if you want to, well, comment, of course he has. Yeah, course. I mean, he's all about the democratic narrative, which is that mask work. You can't question. You even have the leader of the Satanic Temple going off on people, telling them he wishes they were dead because they're against the mask mandates. Oh my gosh! He's like, you have to respect the authorities here. I'm like, dude, how <laughs> dare you call yourself a Satanist and you're just blindly following authorities? Shame on this. Yeah. All of the data and science are in. These things don't work. Well, this is one of the reasons why you formed the re- uh, you created the Reformed Satanic Church. Yes, right? for people who actually don't want to follow arbitrary authorities, who want to be their own authorities. Indeed, and like a lot of the Satanists, like a lot of the anarch or not anarchists, a lot of the uh, the atheists, just fall right in line when it comes to governments. I oh mean, yeah, they they're, they're fully they're followers of the state religion. Yeah, they just have a hard time accepting that they're religious. But it is, and they are. The humanists, the atheists, the modern Satanists, they're all just leftist statists. Yeah, and I think that the point that you make there that the belief in the state is a religious belief is such a strong thing to say. And it's something that doesn't get communicated often enough because people don't see it. And that's because they were raised within it. Anybody raised within, you know, a specific belief system is not likely to to be able to be crystal clear on how exactly that belief system lines up almost perfectly with the cult or a religion or or whatever. And when you look at the state and you look at the trappings that surround it, it clearly is a religious belief. I mean, it's got the prayers, the hymns, the priests. I was thinking last night, you know, there's only two instances in human history where a person can tell someone something in complete and total confidence and not have it get out one of those is in the priest confessional the other is to an attorney Mm -hmm. that's right that's not coincidental facts yeah exactly the attorney is the modern priest hearing your confession (laughs) (laughs) well and then you got the judges in the robes Mm -hmm. and they have their acolytes very archaic. Do whatever they want. And you're literally in pews in court. You're actually in pews. The only thing they don't have is like the Bible in the little or the song, the hymnal, the right? The like, kneeling pad thing. That, well, they don't have that yeah. either, but they probably would like it. They would. Know? They if, would love that. You know, but I mean, I challenge anyone to just get on Google and look up pictures of church interiors versus mm-hmm. picture of courtroom interiors. Oh, and yeah. you will see that they are identical oh my in God. design and architecture. When, when I was sitting in the, uh, I was trying to get into the Chris Cantwell trial few months ago in uh, Concord at the federal court. And I had a lot of time to sit in the like the little antechamber when you first walk in and they got the security there because they weren't letting me through because I'm not going to put on a mask to get to get into court. I've 
you know, I'm medically exempt. I'm not right. going to put one on. And so I had to like file a motion with the court. And then, you know, they took it back to the judge and the judge interrupted the court trial, you know, the court hearing to deal with this. And it was just, I was there for at least an hour, if not longer. And so, you know, I got a plenty of time to look around and it really sunk in on me that I'm sitting in a church and they, they literally, the only thing they don't have is the stained glass. They've got glass and it's all ornate looking and very expensive. And bulletproof. Uh, maybe so. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they put a lot of money into that building. And yep. the, the front of the building looks very church-like when you look at it from outside and you look up at it. It's very much a church. And so I started to refer to it as the federal district church <laughs> instead of federal district court. And nice. I kind of I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. Well, it's appropriate. It really is. And and it's important to say things like that to, kind of, to try to at least snap people out of the spell uh, that they're under. That they believe that we're the government. The government is the people, and it's there's this all this you know mythology that's been created around it to pull the wool over people's eyes. That this is somehow something besides a an evil religion that justifies the use of violence against our neighbors. That's what it is. Yeah, it's just a different form of believing as something bigger than oneself. Only instead of believing in a god, they believe in this the mystical entity called. The government that lets them be a part of it and that promises to love them and protect them and keep them safe and doesn't all of this sound familiar right i mean it's crazy talk to say the court when you're referring to yourself right have you ever seen judges do this the <laughs> yeah. court says the court will do the court and then the prosecutor isn't an individual they are the state the state is bringing the charges not the prosecutor they're just acting on behalf of this thing that is greater than themselves the state. the state, this thing, this this non-existent concept that they believe is the motivating factor. And it's like, how do you know what the state wants? You know, you just declare yourself to be the priest saying, oh, what well, the state wants to try you for this particular crime or another. My state doesn't want to do that. Well, we don't have a state. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> my God wouldn't want to do that to people. Right. Why this should I trust does. them about their God? This one does. This is an evil God. It is. The evilest of gods. Mm-hmm. And it justifies a real sickness, and that is going after peaceful people like you, uh, Skylar, standing outside of a, a man's house who is ruining people's lives, and you had something to say. You wanted to light a candle and have a nice silent protest, and they couldn't help themselves but to send armed goons uh, after you. And at least it's not the worst state in the world because if it had been New York, you'd be in prison right now for... Unless you know, I set a fire, then for, it would be okay. <laughs> for having a gun, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they handed you the gun back. After yeah, they the did. And the, and the weed, and, too, Yeah, right? and a half a blunt. That was the most surprising part. <laughs> that is surprising. Yes, 603-283-6160. Uh, you can bring up what you want. What's going on in D.C.? Well, they're getting ready for some sort of violence. We'll tell you about it on the way. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. All put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones are open as always. You can bring up anything you want. 
Uh, and we've been talking about some of the activism going on here in New Hampshire. There's some really cool people here, and one of them's joining us here. It's Ian and Aria, and also Skylar in the studio tonight. I don't. I think I mentioned your YouTube channel, but if I didn't, uh, it's Savage Truth Six Hundred Three. Yep, Savage Truth Six Hundred Three. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that. Like, subscribe, share. All right. So, did you ever get on Library? No, but actually, I wanted to. Add, that's the one you have to yeah. have three hundred subscribers on YouTube to get on, right? Oh, there is a minimum. No, I do. There? I have that. You've got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm at like cool. three thirty-five. Which, by nice. the way, if you guys are listening, you know, go go subscribe. I'd love to see five hundred by the end of the week. Cool. And when did you start doing YouTube? Uh, when did you start? So I, I started the channel like I don't know two or three years ago. You know, I had a lot to say about politics, and mm-hmm. everybody was just kind of like, "You should, you know, you should start a a, a page to." keep us informed because we don't know what to believe and you seem like you read a lot so i did that and i did it on facebook for the most part i started a youtube didn't really upload anything but within the i within the past like five months six months i've really been putting a little more time and effort into it and i've gone from having like 80 subscribers to 130 or 335 in a couple of months so what I'm doing seems to be working, you People know. People are liking it. They're sharing it. Yeah, That's and actually, good. so, you know, what, we, what we've talked about about me being arrested at the governor's house, you can actually go onto my YouTube page and you can watch unedited video mm-hmm. start to finish of the interactions between me and the state police and the, the Newfields town police and ask yourself if I did anything that was right. worth getting arrested for. Right. Who's, who is being the ridiculous person? Right. Who is being outrageous? Right. And it was them. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't there, but you know, I saw the I saw the footage. Speaks for itself. And Bill Domenico was there. He called in uh, to tell us about it the night of. Oh, cool! It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, So check him out, Savage Truth six hundred three over on YouTube for now. But we're going to get you up on Library at some point here because you know people with opinions like ours. We don't live for a long time on YouTube. I agree. Once you get popular enough, people start you know flagging your material. Your, it's curtains for you. Yeah, I uh, just I need a nerd. That's all. So like I'm I'm technologically retarded. So I need somebody that can. <laughs> we got help me we got out that, that covered. Thank you. Uh, now and Aria, you know a thing or two about being taken down from these social oh, media sure. sites. What's your status right now on Facebook? I think they're going through my old posts right now to find things to ban me for. <laughs> oh. They meaning your because- haters. Or Facebook admins. I I don't know. It could be either. But I know a picture that I posted like two and a half years ago was recently blocked for having sensitive material. And I was like, dude, this is two and a half years old. I I don't know. I couldn't even find it. (laughs) They won't show it to you. Because it's that old. I've been kicked off of Facebook for the... That's why I don't don't want to use it anymore. I've been Mm -hmm. kicked off for the most ridiculous things. Okay. So real quick. Um, on Thanksgiving, one of my buddies, he was, I got kicked off for plugging Bitcoin. Yeah. Wow. So my buddy, he was real sad because it was like Thanksgiving day. His mom passed away a few years ago. He was down in the dumps. He's like, yo, somebody bring me leftovers. I was like, I'm going to bring you leftovers and show you some nudes. Okay. I got kicked (laughs) off for that. Not of you, of some, no, somebody else. No, I mean, hey, you know, whatever, like, it's cool. <laughs> if that's what's going to cheer him up, like, it's all good. <laughs> they kicked you off for saying you were going to show him some nudes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I, got, I, got kicked off, I got kicked off for making an algebra joke. What? Yeah, because I said, solve for this wiener. <laughs> like, who uses algebra? Like, solve for X? Like, no, yeah. solve for this... You know what I mean? It was a joke about yeah. algebra. I got kicked off of that. It didn't include a picture of no, you know, no, a penis no, or anything no, like that. no, no. Okay, I'm targeted because Crazy. I have because I have an opinion that doesn't right. you know doesn't follow the mainstream narrative. So. Right. And the haters out there will just report, 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 and makes them feel like they got power. Yeah. And they take somebody down. 
Uh, well, it doesn't affect me any. No. I right. just, okay, well, I can't use Facebook now, so right. I will go to Twitter instead or Mastodon instead or Telegram mm-hmm. instead or just my website instead. Yeah. And we do have our own Mastodon, by the way. Social.freetalklive.com is where you could go if you want to create a social media presence that is not uh, accessible or touchable by these people, these big tech people at Twitter and Facebook who want to tell you what to say or what you can't say. You can say whatever you want over at social.freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get started with that. Those are called toots, right? When they you, are, yeah. The Mastodon I did, toots. I did my first toot last week, man. Excellent. Yeah, it was I really keep, cool. Keep it up. And I, the thing that you I can shall. do is you can use your existing social media sites like Twitter or wherever you happen to still be if they haven't taken you down and say, hey, you know, go follow me here. Yep. And then have people go and follow you on these other sites. The same thing with library. When you get up on library, you can put a video on YouTube and say, hey, everybody, just so you know... If, if YouTube censors me, you can find the censored video on library. And that's what actually what happened recently to the Free Keen YouTube channel. It's only happened to our channel, I think, twice. There was Hippie versus Nazi, which was the show where... <laughs> but Rich, they didn't do Shemel versus Nazi. For whatever reason, no. <laughs> uh, maybe this just wasn't reported. Who knows? But uh, a co-host of ours, Nobody, who ran, Love for, ran for governor. Yeah, you know Nobody. Uh, nobody had a debate with uh, Nazi racist Chris Cantwell here in this studio. I remember, and, and somebody went nuts over that. Well, more than one people, uh, one yeah. person, I'm sure, went nuts over it, and YouTube took it down, but it was still on Library, because nice. Library is uncensorable. You cannot be taken down from that place. There is no one at Library who can say, delete. Good. They just don't have the ability. The system isn't built that way. It's a decentralized, blockchain-based Sys uh, protocol for storing all kinds of media, including videos. Well, it happened again recently. This time, it happened on a White Rose video. Oh, and I know you know what the the White Rose I is. Do. For listeners that are unfamiliar, uh, the White Rose has come back. For uh, lo- listeners who are who don't know, it has a history. It started back in Nazi Germany as a counter propaganda organization that printed up flyers back in the day because then it was the printing press that was the enemy of the state if right. you had if you had access to a printing press you could get information out and they did and they uh, they put this information out there that countered the nazi propaganda of course they were found and put to death uh for this but it was an important work that they did so somebody else started the new white rose the sort of the return of the white rose and it's been going on for months now uh, when I found out about it, I was super excited because I love some good counter propaganda. Yeah, and this is some of the best uh, that I've that I've seen. Uh, I forget what I was going to say about the White Rose, but your well, video got banned. Oh from yeah, YouTube. it wasn't my video, but somebody made a video of us talking on this show about the White Rose. Yep, and then they put it to like whoever did it is a good editor. Like they had clips from the movie there's like a movie about the original white rose that they put in there when they were talking about its history and then they had clips of because people submit videos of them putting these stickers i guess i didn't say what it was the white rose the new one uh they put up stickers in like public places yep. like over top of co- pro-covid pro- uh, propaganda the government propaganda like posters and in bathrooms and atm machines or wherever it is places where people will see them yeah exactly and so these are like counter Counter-COVID, counter-government, uh, pro-freedom propaganda stickers. They're fantastic. We do it right here in the Shire, boy. There have been multiple people. I heard recently that the uh, post office in Walpole was stickered up. One yep. of our uh, co-hosts, actually Conan, on last night's show, he works there. 
and uh, they they taken them all down by the time he got to work, but they know that he's like with us on this, so they actually gave him some. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> we stickered a bunch of uh, we stickered a bunch of Elm Street with those white rose stickers in Manchester. And, yeah, nice. Yeah, so you know we I like to take selfies with them and stuff like that. Um, the the sticker campaign campaign is really fun, and if you drink first, then you get a hashtag that's liquor sticker and leave. So <laughs> get that liquid courage. You know what I mean. Uh, so it was, you know, it's a really cool thing what they did. Anyway, this guy made a video or gal, I don't know who it was. Somebody made a video and the white rose posted this to their channel on telegram, which is t.me slash join the white rose. So if you want to check them out and go there, you can get their sticker pack. It's like a hundred megabytes, dozens and dozens of designs. Now they just keep adding new designs to it. So pick the ones you like, print them out, put them up where you want. And this video was just so well made. It was like a three minute long video and it just, it was us talking about the white rose. And then, you know, we gave the instructions because I actually read the pinned post on the air. I remember that night. So, yeah. So they took that audio. Nice. And they made the video promo showing all these different photos and videos of people putting up and printing out the stickers. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to put this up on the freaking YouTube and the library and share it around just so it's on a few more places. YouTube took it down instantly. Of course they did. They took it down so quickly they must have already taken it down somewhere else and like marked it so like when that hash appeared on their system again it like got taken down it was taken down so fast library wasn't able to ingest it in time so i uploaded it specifically to library so it's protected for good now attaboy can never be taken down (laughs) i have to watch this now i haven't seen it lbry.com you can see it at freekeen.com there's a post there more coming up Here's Free Talk Live. You may join us here. The number, if you want, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, I'm Ian. I am Skylar Bennett. And I'm Aria. And we'll continue. Of course, we'll take your calls and thoughts about what you want. But let's change gears here, because let's get into the news. What's going on in D.C.? Not that I normally care, because I really don't. I mean, uh, the least I care, the, the least concern I have is for what happens in D.C., but sometimes it's entertaining. I care because I hope that, you know, they storm the Capitol and burn it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope they get it right this time. But beyond right. that, I, I have no interest in what happens in D.C. But given that they didn't burn it down the first time. Oh, no, they were inside the building and everything. Taking yeah. selfies surely, with the cops. Yeah, yeah, surely one of you had a lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's because they didn't want to overthrow the government. They just wanted to put their guy in charge. And so now, according to TheHill.com, authorities will be on high alert Thursday over a QAnon conspiracy theory prediction. But according to experts, chances of violence appear minimal compared to the deadly insurrection on January 6th. Deadly insurrection. And by deadly, they're... Are they referring to the woman who was shot to death by the police? Yeah. Or no, probably not. Referring to the propaganda about certain cops who, like, apparently killed themselves later on? Do yeah. You know yeah like, this? one woman died, right? And that was it. Shot to death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're calling this an insurrection? Yes. They said that somebody got hit over the head with a fire extinguisher and died from his injuries, mm-hmm. one of the one of the Capitol Police, and that has been proven categorically false. Now, what part about it was false? Because I did see footage of a cop getting hit with a fire extinguisher. Well, he so I guess he tweeted to his, or talked to his family members and said that he was feeling tired or whatever, never mm-hmm. said anything about having any any injuries from being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and mm-hmm. then died from a heart attack. So who really knows what killed him? Um, he COVID. Never, he, yeah, COVID. Or, or, or being a fat cop. Or he got Clintoned. 
Oh, do you think they took him out? Well, who knows? I mean, he was inside the Capitol, and like a lot of those cops, like took a took a they stood down and let mm-hmm. everybody come into the Capitol. I mean, it was obvious. That was you weird, wasn't it? See it from the videos. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't. You know, I don't know what else they should have done, though. I mean, it seems like if you have these civilians there and they want to take yeah. over the Capitol building, the best thing you can do is a cops. I'm like, all right, well, it's your building. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree, but I think the. I think there was. I think there was more to it than that. With all the National Guard and the fences and all, everything that they had set up ahead they of time, they didn't bring the National Guard in there for that. It was after that that they brought the National. I thought Guard they in. had them staged there beforehand. No, no. no. What the, happened? The was, National Guard came for the inauguration. Correct. Well, right, because what happened? What happened was on the sixth of January they had this quote unquote insurrection, which was really just an unauthorized tour uh, of you know <laughs> people that just wanted to take photos and some you know. Chuck I prefer Chase. to call it a no-knock raid on the feds. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty gentle no-knock raid. Yeah, they didn't break. They didn't anything, shoot anybody's really. dog. Uh, but uh, then after that, they they're like, "Oh my God, we've got to do something!" And they bring in twenty thousand National Guard troops. Now, there's been talk since, and so they did that for the uh, the inauguration. Since then, there's been talk about the National Guard won't be leaving until fall at the latest. Because of all the ongoing concerns about security, and they still apparently have thousands of National Guard troops. I don't know if they're still in the streets, because they were, like right before the inauguration, they had actually set up choke points in the streets. They'd taken two-lane or four-lane streets and turned it into like a one-lane thing, one-way directions. They made them one-way streets when they weren't one-way streets, and it it looked crazy. It's a battle zone. Yeah. Uh, Well, except it's not, because there's no one doing any battling. Right, right. It's just the... Them cosplaying a battle. Right, exactly. They're staging it like one, right. But this is the thing. Whenever there's some sort of action, and and again, this thing that happened on the 6th of January wasn't a real insurrection. I mean, if it was, there would have been people getting shot. There There was no guns. Right. There would have been some tars, some feathers, some pitchforks, maybe a guillotine or two. Yeah, oh, guillotine's my favorite. Right, buildings being burned. Those things would have happened, Um, and and they didn't. But... They still used it as much as they could, man. They've milked so much out of this. I mean, oh, the fear. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about how she was in, in fear for her life, even yeah. though she was in a completely different building somewhere else. She said else. Ted Cruz tried to have her murdered. <laughs> it wasn't like a security guard looking for her and she was like hiding in the bathroom or something. I don't and know. And she's like, they're Wouldn't calling my me. name. It and it was a security guard like trying to looking help her. for her. Yeah. I thought I'm pretty, like, sure hey, she wasn't even, I'm pretty sure she wasn't even on the premises. She wasn't. She was in a different building right. entirely. Even so, if I was her and, you know, Trump supporters did raid the Capitol building, I would have been a little fearful, too. Yeah. Because they don't care much for her. (laughs) This is true. So, uh, anyway, they milked everything they could out of this, and that's what they're using as their excuse to keep troops in the streets in D.C. So you basically have a martial law uh, situation there. Some segments, according to TheHill.com, of the convoluted theories community have been claiming for months that former President Trump will return to the White House on March 4th, which was the date of presidential inaugurations up until 1933. So the the theory is, and and I only know this because I saw Vincent talking about it on on his show a few weeks back, but they keep, you know, of course they pushed back the date. It was originally going to be that Trump was going to take office on Inauguration Day, that he was going to be the one who was truly inaugurated, and that would be the beginning of a truly constitutional uh, federal government. That's the that's the narrative around right. this. And so then they pushed the date back to March 4th and saying, no, no, it's going to be in a few weeks, and then the truly constitutional government will be in place. 
I'm so. just stunned anyone believes this. It's, it's like that crazy Christian guy who keeps coming up with new dates for the apocalypse. That's right. Yeah, the Mayan calendar. It. I feel like that. Yeah. It, it's like the Mayan same calendar stuff. thing. And it's the same thing where where when you have a cult and there's like some uh, cult leader who makes a prediction and the cult leader's prediction doesn't come true, they always have some excuse. Excuse. And yeah. that they just like trot out the excuse and they see they like float this thing out there and they see if their, you know, their followers will buy it. But of course they, they will. That's why they're followers in the first yeah, place. Right. I mean, if they were capable of critically thinking, they'd be like, none of this makes <laughs> right. any sense at all. What do you, you think they're eating babies and satanic rituals? That <laughs> so This while, isn't Hollywood, you idiots. Well, it's Hollywood, Hollywood for ugly people. That's what the government is. Uh, While belief that Thursday would mark the triumphant return of QAnon's figurehead had been building, some influential figures in the community have recently turned back on that prediction. Influencers backing down from the, quote, real inauguration theory is especially important since they've gained more sway in the community after the shadowy Q figure stopped posting on image boards in December. Brian Fredberg, senior researcher at Harvard Shorstein Center, told The Hill that some QAnon adherents are now skeptical as to the origins or the validity of the theory. Quote, some believe that any public gathering on the 4th to be a trap set for MAGA folk by the deep state and mainstream media to draw them out. Even if some QAnon supporters still think that Trump will reassume office, there's little to suggest that they will act on the belief. Jared Holt, a a visiting research fellow at the Digital Forensics Lab, told The Hill, quote, we haven't been uh, been anything. We haven't seen anything to suggest that there isn't that there's any physical real world mobilization behind that chatter. And it's not like they're going to have any success anyway. If there's a large number of people that tries to come into D.C. and there are thousands of National Guard troops around controlling all the streets, they're not even going to have a place where they can park. I mean, there's very little that they're going to be able to get away with. If you don't have the element of surprise on your side or the element of numbers on your side, you're going to have a very difficult time. I want Donald Trump to turn out to be QAnon. (laughs) I feel like that's the only (laughs) way this could end positively if, if trump is like oh that was me the entire time you like that trolling gotcha <laughs> a memo from top security official overseeing the house shared with lawmakers this week echoes the significance of march 4th as quote reportedly declined amongst various groups in recent days and i suspect that is happening because people aren't going to do anything Right. Like it's it's becoming clear, like there was a bunch of buzz among whoever, whatever groups these were about, oh, March 4th, March 4th. And then they're asking around to see who's going to go. And most people are probably like, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going. I don't want to face down the National Guard or whatever. Oh, yeah. Those weekend warriors, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous. Super badass. (laughs) And so they uh, they're probably hearing that. Right. The buzz is now like dying down. And so whoever their leaders are, whoever those people happen to be. Uh, they're they're probably now saying, oh yeah, well it wasn't going to happen, or or we don't know where that info comes. So they're already trying to like Hedge cancel yeah, yeah people's expectations about this. Uh, the so-called authorities are exercising caution, regardless, given that QAnon supporters were involved in the January sixth riot, <laughs> <laughs> and the theory has been deemed a national security threat by the FBI. Capitol Police will have additional personnel deployed around the Capitol Thursday, according to Blodgett's memo, and the National Guard will continue supporting the officers. According to the story here at the Hill, forty-nine hundred members of the National Guard are extending their stay in D.C. So that's a quarter of the amount that they had twenty thousand apparently yeah. on the inauguration. So there's still thousands of troops in the streets there. Are they still sleeping in parking garages? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. 
they didn't have cots initially when they first were deployed. They were yeah, sleeping, sleeping on the ground. The floor. And- 603-283-6160 is the number here. Quote, some of these people have figured out that apparently 75 years ago, the president used to be inaugurated on March 4th. Okay, now why that's relevant, God knows. At any rate, now they're thinking maybe we should gather again and storm the Capitol on March 4th. That's circulating online, said a uh, bureaucrat in D.C. So I guess we'll see. I mean, if you're going to storm the Capitol, do it right. Otherwise, don't bother. Right. Indeed. 603-283-6160. I suspect we're going to see Don't Bother happen tomorrow, but if they do it right, I'll cheer them on. (laughs) Uh, More coming up here. Hour number two is next. Do you feel like your nation, state, or community no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where people agree that liberty is important and are free to pursue their projects so long as they respect the property of others? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. Their social media links are at the upper right of the page at FreePrivateCities.com. All skill levels will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities opens. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build. FreePrivateCities.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're taking off the second hour of the program. Ian Schuyler and Aria with you in the studio here. The number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online, of course, anytime you want, over at freetalklive.com. We've got archives that go way back, all the way to 2006. If you want to download more Free Talk Live than you could probably even listen to, we got it all, and it's free <laughs> at freetalklive.com. You know, we were just talking about the, uh, the, the, uh, the D.C. cops, the D.C. Uh, National Guard, about 4,900 of them are still in the streets there. They're expecting something to happen tomorrow. But other people are saying, no, nothing's going to happen because there's a theory, a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump will take office, (laughs) (laughs) you know, tomorrow. And there's, you know, I'm not expecting really anything to happen here except for the continued militarization, the continued police states that we're seeing being built up all around us. This is important for the police state to actually get away with having police constantly in the streets, having checkpoints. Maybe they want to make this the new normal in D.C. And then if it's the new normal in D.C., we'll start to see it in other cities elsewhere. So that's a possibility. But there is at least a little bit of good news uh, according to also the hill.com threats to the Capitol prompt the house to cancel their Thursday votes. Well, shoot. So, I mean, at least they're going to put off whatever it was they were going to do for one more day, which and, is nothing. You know, if that's going to, uh, I don't support threatening anybody, but if they're not working, then they're not hurting people. Well, you right? know, if, if they're not working, they shouldn't be getting paid. Well, I agree with you there, and that's one of the things <laughs> that's, that's hurting us. That's one of the nice things about being here in New Hampshire, though, is at least the state representatives only get paid a hundred bucks a year plus a gas stipend, right? And that really it does help keep those people a little more closer to earth, like that they're not totally up in their heads that they're 
you know, power mongering sickos. There's 400 of them, so they know they don't have a whole lot of power Agreed. individually. Now, the senators are another story. There's only 24 of those, but they also only get paid 100 bucks a year. Yep, uh, that's the a government of of the people by the people. You know, that's how it should be. It's still mostly old people, but yep. n- nonetheless, yep. it is nice that they don't get paid a whole lot. Uh, I think it's still a hundred dollars too much, personally. But you know what? It's still the lowest. I think it's probably the lowest amount of any other state legislature across the United States. I know New Mexico is also very, very low, so it might be a close one uh, with them. But but that's good because you know we've got this large so-called citizen legislature, and and it means that they're they're accessible. You can actually talk to these people. They don't, you know, they, maybe some of them think they're better than you, but. They know you know where they live. I haven't basically. seen it that way. To be yeah. completely honest, I was uh, I was at the uh, Wyndham um, Select Board office mm-hmm. to talk about the voter irregularities that happened, and I was I was sitting with a couple state reps. Um, we had an event up at Fun Spot with Absolute Defiance and Breaking the Flaw. Yeah, um, I was there. We, where we yeah. had our our unmasked event. You know, we have permission from the ownership to to gather there unmasked. Fun and Spot, we had, by the way, for those that don't know, is an arcade. It's yes. supposedly the world's largest. Some dispute that, but it's definitely big. It's in Laconia, New Hampshire, and the ownership supports us gathering there and being free people. So, um, yeah, I love it. Last love it. last Sunday, we had, what, 12, 12 state reps and one state, state senator. senator. Yeah. And uh, well, there's no doubt like there's some of them that are good people yeah. and they actually love liberty. But uh, but of 400, there's got to be some of them that, you know, think their S doesn't stay. Oh, yeah. There's, those people are no there. question. Um, in fact, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance does a great job. Are you familiar with this organization? I've heard the name, but I don't know exactly what they do. Check them out. NHLiberty.org. What they do. Well, they do a few different things, but the key things that they do is they rate all the state representatives. So they look at how they vote on key pieces of legislation, and they say, did you vote pro-freedom or did you vote anti-freedom? And okay. they go down the list, and they and it's this is a huge undertaking with 400 state reps. They Super do it cool. every year. And then they come out with a report card at the end of the year, and they say, all right, well, here are the A-plus reps, here are the A-reps, here are the A-minus, and they go down the list, and then they award one state rep the highest ranking, which is like Liberty Legislator of the Year. And uh, Mike Sylvia, who was there at that event, was the Liberty Legislator of the Year a couple awesome. of years ago. So he's top of the top. Top-notch guy. Yeah. All and right. uh, and they gave out, I think, French, uh, who was the state senator, Harold French. Uh, he was there at the the thing on. I saw okay. him. Uh, and he, I believe, won the Liberty Legislator or the Senator Legislator awesome. of the Year. Liberty Senator of the Year. So. There's really some good people here in New Hampshire, and, yep. and the more people that we can get to come here that can migrate here as part of the either the Free State Project or people who don't join anything, just come here and keep us and, free, and yeah, help help keep New Hampshire the freest state. I, we might have gone down a notch this year yeah. with all the COVID stuff. I'm, I agree. I'm a little concerned about the rankings when they come out in 2022. That's our Rhino Governor pandering to the left um, so that he can secure his Senate seat and get the big corruption money. In 2022, that's his plan. He wants to take Maggie Hassan's seat and get mm. up, you know, where where your base pay is 174 thousand mm. dollars, but somehow in a few years' time you become worth 27 million dollars. Is that what happened with her? That's what happens with all these all oh, yeah. these senators. I mean, if you look at their net worth, like look any of them, mm-hmm. look at their net worth based on their their yearly pay, and ask yourself where the rest of that money's coming from because they're all millionaires. It's all sure. special. It's all special. special interests. Yep. Scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. Yep. Log rolling, etc. Yeah. All the foundations and the donations mm-hmm. and the they're just they're it's just disgusting. passing money back and forth, and they're all getting richer. And it's your money. That's right. Yeah. We're all getting poorer, and there's there's no end in sight. Nope. 
And they're squeezing it for everything they can because we're circling the drain right now. Yeah. The only end that... Man, banks are stupid. They're stupid. Now, that has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. <laughs> but uh, that's why you were stepped away for just a moment there. You're dealing with a bank. Um, so, oh, it's Dude, how hard is it to put the right name on the sender of a transfer? How hard a is it? Wire that? transfer? They got, they got the account number right. Oh, God. But wow. they didn't use the they right the name. the wrong name so it bounced back? Well, it hasn't bounced back. They're like, hey, can you can you prove this is you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here's 50,000 documents, right? Uh-huh. Idiots. Oh, God. Idiots. How do they make a mistake like that? This is literally your job to say, okay, this is the name on this account and it's sending this money. We need to make sure yeah. that this name is the sender. But no, we're going to nope. use the name on the savings account for whatever reason, even though it's not coming out of savings. They're so inept. Uh, yeah, these bankers. You had one job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. Like, you couldn't get it right. So, oh, the, uh, the other thing I was telling you about the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. So they raid all the state reps every year, which is a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. And so that also means they're tracking how all these reps vote, right? Because they have to know how they voted in order to rate them. And they also rate the legislation as well. So when the state reps put in their, their proposed bills, the guys at the, and gals at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, they actually read through like hundreds and hundreds, as many as they can. There's 800 of them roughly every single year to go through. That's a lot of legislation. That's a lot of legislation. And they go through all that and they say, they read through the bill and they say, oh, this is pro-freedom vote yes you know this is a good thing to vote for or no this is not pro-freedom this is anti-freedom this is something you should vote no on and then they use those recommendations which are it's all volunteers that do this work so if you're out there thinking this sounds like fun because there's some people who really like to read read laws i can't stand it personally is daryl doing this daryl sounds like the kind of thing he'd be all over he used to be the number one i bet uh guy at doing this I don't think he's doing it these days, but uh, but anyway, they always need help with this. NHLiberty.org, you can go there. It doesn't matter if you're in New Hampshire. You can help with this this project from outside of New Hampshire if you really think it's a cool thing. And then they come up with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. They've got a ratings, or not ratings, they've got a uh, recommendations, like a voting recommendation sheet. And they call it the gold standard. And they print this for every time the House and the Senate has a session. So every time there's a session, it used to be that they'd like go physically to the state house and they'd just stand out in front and hand them out as the as the state reps were going into the house. And I guess they're still doing that now, but they're going to a soccer field and it's or the really or the stupid. National Guard in Pembroke where they're making decisions right. behind closed doors. Yeah, but they're still doing the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is still doing this work of raiding the reps, raiding the bills, and letting the reps know if they care about liberty, here's how you should vote, which is a huge burden and a huge level of, of work. So kudos to those folks yeah. over there. Uh, they do really amazing work. So that's something you can only get here in New Hampshire. There's that, that level of you know inside-the-system activism. That doesn't exist anywhere else. There's no liberty movement that is as strong as what we have here. No, and that's why people should come here, because they there is should. actually stuff happening. There are actual attempts to keep the government from doing things that are anti-liberty. And when they do things that are anti-liberty, we go out and we protest those and often get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the some of the other cool things that go on here are crypto and gold. Goldbacks. Uh, Goldbacks just came out in New Hampshire. Goldback came out today. Ooh, baby. So that's very exciting. And you said you've got people with questions about that. I do have Skylar. some people. They have I, a ton of people that are interested. I have people that have questions. So Let's hit some of those up coming up here. We'll talk okay. about that. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Ooh. 
This is Free Talk Live. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. Skyler. And Aria. And, uh, of course, you can join us. You can bring up anything that you want. We were just talking uh, briefly about some of the things that uh, make what we're doing here in New Hampshire pretty special. And besides the activists who are willing to do the dirty work of politics, the activists who are willing to do the brave work of actually standing up and, you know, standing up for freedom and possibly being arrested for it. We got that, too. And we got the uh, activists that are doing the work of uh, changing perceptions when it comes to money and this is one of the most important i think forms of activism right now and has been for a long time uh we've been very successful at it here in Keene, new hampshire making it one of the most cryptocurrency accepting places on the planet where you can actually go and spend per capita per capita real life you can go and spend at something like a dozen businesses like you know brick and mortar family mom and pop businesses i bought some sandwiches today with crypto so did i and that's not unusual yep that's right almost almost every day i am out there buying something with with cryptocurrency so we're doing some cool stuff here uh in new hampshire it's welcomed new york on the other hand not so much uh, the New York Attorney General is now warning the cryptocurrency industry, play by the rules or we'll shut you down. Dun, dun, dun. And of course, these are rules that they're going to make up on the fly and bend mm-hmm. as they desire. Right, for their buddies, you know. Yes. Much like our governor. Of course, their buddies will be paying big money in order to get the the approvals, which they've... The New York, of course, did the uh, Bitcoin license or whatever, the Bit license, as they called it, back in 2015. So they've had... Uh, serious Bitcoin regulations in place for more than half a decade. Versus New uh, Hampshire, which I believe has made it against the law for the banking industry to regulate cryptocurrency. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what the the state statutes said. There was a What happened in New Hampshire was there was a piece of legislation that passed that sort of inadvertently put some restrictions on crypto, and that was undone. Here in New Hampshire is one of the few nice. things that uh, Sununu got right before he went totally, completely power mad uh, this last year. But he you know, deserves credit for signing that particular yep. bill. And so uh, Bitcoin, it's New Hampshire isn't the best state for crypto, but it's probably like the second best. Wyoming has had a whole big crypto package that went through over the last few years, which is why you're seeing crypto exchanges like Kraken show up in Wyoming and are now registered banks. But how many uh, actual Wyoming? crypto users do you have in Wyoming? I don't know. You don't have that many people. I was so, kind of wondering that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole there's a, a wide gulf between like the crypto industry and development and all the like geeky stuff that goes on and the actual activism on the ground getting people to use it. And New Hampshire is far and away the, the place to be for that. So New York Attorney General, this is according to NBCNews.com, Letitia James sent a blistering warning to investors and industry members on Monday about cryptocurrencies. Quote. We're sending a clear message to the entire industry that you either play by the rules or we'll shut you down, she said in a press release. The warning from James, which addressed individual investors and cryptocurrency industry members, comes amid a major start to 2021 for digital assets like Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency surged to a new all-time high above $58,000 in February, garnering attention from Wall Street banks, companies like Tesla, and even the U.S. government. Bitcoin, which was created in 2009, has evolved from a protest against the banking system to something of a digital gold that is beginning to catch on with mainstream investors. Now, I wouldn't call it an evolution uh, in that particular case. I would say Bitcoin has devolved 
from its original intention. Bitcoin, it's, I'm speaking specifically of Bitcoin BTC, the original, you know, the granddaddy right. of all these cryptocurrencies out there. It was originally supposed to be peer-to-peer electronic cash. That's what Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator, which we still don't know who this person is, uh, had, had titled the white paper, peer-to-peer electronic cash. And now the people pushing it, now the programmers behind it, the people who are out there you know, for Bitcoin officially or whatever, or unofficially, they're promoting it as digital gold. They're saying it's a store of value. It's not supposed to be money. And that's not what the original vision for it was. And it's, yeah, but it's they don't sad. care. They just want to make money. No, they, that's right. Investment banks like J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs have shown interest in the asset class. In fact, I've got another headline from Cointelegraph.com. J.P. Morgan, the very same bank where uh, their CEO, Jamie Dimon, has, has attacked verbally Bitcoin multiple times over the last several years. Now, the very same J.P. Morgan is sending notes to clients suggesting that a 1% portfolio allocation to Bitcoin would serve as a hedge against fluctuations in traditional asset classes such as stocks, bonds, and commodities. Oh, so they're finally coming around. You're only like eight years late, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, better late than never. I mean, I'm not going to say it's bad news that this is happening. I mean, I'm glad that they've changed their position. Does this mean they're going to stop closing our accounts for helping people get this Bitcoin? I doubt that. Well, then they should... (laughs) reconsider their position i'm I'm curious about the restrictions that are the taxes that are going to come along with the restrictions in new york Ooh, yeah that's a good question if i were in new york i wouldn't want to find out right. and i'd leave new york as soon as possible <laughs> Yesterday. i mean i don't know what all it takes for new york whatever the liberty lovers are that in, are in new york to actually want to leave because i mean things were bad before 2020 right and now they're immeasurably worse. And we're not that far away, bro. Right. Yeah, what, four hours? Yeah. Or, you know, if you're on Western New York, 10 hours or yep. something like that. Uh, come on over. You don't have to travel that far. The weather's about the same. If you're yep. by the lake, it's actually better in New Hampshire because you don't have the lake effect. Crime is uh, much lower. Yeah. A lot. A lot, lot lower. Like, New Hampshire's the least crimey place as far as, like, violent crime murders. Second only to Maine. It, they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Anyway, uh, Bitcoin, again, uh, investment banks are now showing interest in the asset class. Plus, companies like MasterCard have made significant moves to support cryptocurrencies, which, again, is a big change. I remember it wasn't more than two years ago, I think, that we were reporting that MasterCard was talking crap about Bitcoin. And now they're saying they're going to help their their, crypto. their merchants accept cryptocurrencies. Well, didn't they say that Bitcoin wasn't among the cryptocurrencies they were looking at? Well, they shouldn't because it would be stupid to you know facilitate their uh, businesses to accept Bitcoin because once you actually go to spend the Bitcoin, you're going to yeah. find out that there's a $20 fee to try to spend it. At least that's what it was today. I got I a $4 to fee today. You did it on the low side. Uh, did, you didn't set it to like uh, maximum It wasn't clearance. urgent. Yeah. Investment bankers, uh, again, Tesla invested $1.5 billion into Bitcoin in February, which, by the way, after they did that, the price was continuing to go up. And so Tesla has now apparently made more money, you know, in theory on, you know, they haven't sold their Bitcoin yet. But if they were to have sold their Bitcoin, they would have made more money on Bitcoin than selling cars. It was fascinating to see how the media was like, hey, look, Tesla already made all this money on Bitcoin. And of course, Bitcoin went down as mm-hmm. it does. And they're like, oh. This was a stupid decision for Elon Musk. <laughs> like the same news outlets were running these two different stories. Yep. And of course, now that it's back up, they're like, oh, this was a good decision after all. Just, but maybe you should just let Elon Musk things. worry about Elon yeah. Musk. The pre- I was just going to say, fun fact is uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, just a couple days before 
Joe Biden signed an executive order to make all government vehicles, green vehicles, mm-hmm. electric vehicles. She um, invested $1.5 million in Tesla. Oh, interesting. Who do you think is going to make those government vehicles, uh, my friend? Huh? Yep. The what rich get know? richer. Yeah. 603-283-6160. That's not insider trading when they do it. Right. Though. Right. 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Uh, New York's planning another crackdown. If you are, if you're still there and you love crypto, you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Right. This is Free Talk Live. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, Voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, the Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner. Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. This is Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. Skyler. And Aria. And we will, of course, take your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind. We are talking about the the sad state of affairs in the state of New York, which, of course, if you love freedom... You already knew that. Uh, you already knew that New York is the 50th most free state. Ouch. It's bad. It's, Ouch. It's, it's even worse than California at number 49. Gross. And you know if you can't even beat California, you are pathetic uh, when it comes to freedom. And uh, this is the based on the 50, uh, freedom in the 50 states, which is a, uh, a study that's done either yearly or every other year and. Uh, New York is so far down the list below 49 because they have like a numeric ranking that's different than the like one through 50. It's like a score that they get as well. And it's just way down the list. Do people like being oppressed? I think some do. Just like being controlled and told yeah. what to do in every aspect of their I mean, life. Doesn't it and... make sense, right? Like you and I, we and Arya, I'm sure we were. I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys. Were you, do you feel like you were born? Defiant. I was born defiant, man. I don't know if I was born defiant, but I became defiant as a very early age when I realized Mm -hmm. that the state was the ultimate person in control of me, not my parents, as one would have expected. How old were you when you realized that? I was in kindergarten, so five or six. (laughs) So young. That's almost born that way. I mean, that's pretty I mean, the state came and they jerked me away from my crying mother as me and my mother both cried. And there was nothing she could do to prevent it. This... This caretaker, this person who gave me life, mm-hmm. not the ultimate authority over me. It was this other figure, this this mythical thing called the state. And ever since that day, I've been questioning it. Why? That's horrifying. Why could someone do this? That's horrifying. 
to have a child ripped away from you by the state? I can't even imagine. I mean, I've never had kids, but I've had, you know, animals I care about, and it would be just as uh, terrible right. you know, if that happened. Any loved one, any anything that you care about. Um, but, you know, if there are people like us who were born this way, and I feel like, I, I mean, I, as long as I can remember, I haven't been like, I've never liked being told what to do. <laughs> And but I think that there must be the the you know the uh, the opposite of that. There must be people who were born to follow, born were, cheap, were born to be told what to do, and that it makes them feel good. I feel like that's probably the majority of people. I wish it weren't true, but the evidence suggests that it is, and that doesn't make me happy. It's really unfortunate, but people seem to like to be told what to do. Now, whether it makes them feel safe or whatever it is that. I make- they could just keep being told what to do in the bedroom and actually live independently <laughs> and freely outside of that. They could. It's true. I mean, they absolutely must have to have someone tell them what to do. Okay, let's minimize the damage that you're causing to everyone else in society by doing this insanity. Keep your submissiveness in the bedroom. But they believe that everybody needs to be told what to do because it's for the good of society. And there's all this you know, mythology that, that goes along I don't care along about what's it. good for society. I care yeah. about what's good for me. Indeed. Agreed. And, and you, I know they hate hearing that. Right. But that's the truth. And it who, is the truth. And who decides anyway uh, what is good for society? Well, right? the state. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I wish it weren't that way, but, you know, all the evidence is look, at around, look around you. I mean, with all these people wearing masks, many of whom don't want to, but they're doing it because they're afraid. In fact, one of our, uh, a friend of the show, I won't name names, uh, he, he did say recently that he puts a mask on to go shopping because he doesn't want to have to... You know, he doesn't want to have to get into a conflict with somebody. It creates so like I'm I'm a pretty confrontational person by nature. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. You know, I don't back down from confrontations. I don't look for them. Yeah, but I don't back but if down. They find from them. you, then you. Gotta, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm very strong willed. I'm not intimidated by people. But I will tell you that just this whole mask thing and and being forced to wear mask and knowing that if I don't put something on my face, it's going to lead to a confrontation. It might be a minor confrontation. It might be a major confrontation. But that is a choice that I have to make every time I walk into a store. Yeah. How is that fair? Like it's it's sometimes it really gets like I'm sweating, like dripping sweat in the store because mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for somebody to accost me. You know, I yeah. went to I went to a, a snowboard mountain the other day and I had a guy literally chase me across the parking lot from like 30 feet away. You're outdoors by myself mm-hmm. on public property, got got inches from my face with his with his like neck sock down below his nose and the snot dripping all on it <laughs> to, to tell me to put my mask on. Like and he got so close to me, like I, re- I genuinely thought he was going to put his hands on me. It made me that Is I was like. An employee of yes the- of of Atatash mountain yeah and i'm gonna send them a i'm gonna send them a letter trust me wow yeah i and i was accosted all day like that every so like uh, if you guys haven't done mountain sports it's a lot of work when you get mm-hmm. to the bottom of the mountain you're exhausted mm-hmm. i mean like sucking wind dripping sweat yeah you know and and the moment you get to the bottom of the mountain they're they're on you put your mask on put your mask on outside i'm outside i'm 60 feet from another human being can you just let me just let me catch my breath but they were relentless my god relentless see i mean like i know it's bad out there but it's even worse sometimes than i even realize yeah this is new hampshire right and people are acting like that and i had somebody have the the gall to say to me this is and it's somebody i i i respect um, she, she makes my coffees every day mm-hmm. and I told her I was headed to a protest at the governor's house and, um, she said, she's like, don't you have something better to do? No, I don't have something better to do. <laughs> this is the most important thing in my life. Well, not only is it important from the, you know, the factor of you care about liberty, 
But literally, there aren't that many things to do. Right. I mean, if you wanted to have something else to do, you'd be hard-pressed to find a thing to do because you sure can't go see a concert. Right. You know, you can't go to a dance club. You can't go to... There's all kinds of things. You can't You can't even do karaoke. Can't go snowboarding without yeah. being accosted repeatedly. Outside. In Outside. A, in a park. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, these people finally have a way to push people around. Yeah. Right. It gives weak people a lot of power. I noticed that. Yep. And it's, it's the really weak people who just love to drive that stuff down your throat because mm-hmm. it's the first time, you know, these are the people that got pushed around in school or whatever. And I feel like it's the first time that they've had power Finally. to really, yes, like this is my chance. Now I'm going to tell this I guy, tell them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. let him pay for his monster if he doesn't put a diaper <laughs> on his face. Like, Yeah, we had it happen uh, twice in the last few days and that, and I consider that to be unusual. Like normally we don't get these issues, but uh, just today it happened. Uh, we happened to be going over doing doing some shopping at the Petco for a little coconut that you might see in the in the studio cam running around in here on occasion. And so we're at Petco. Have no issues there. We've been in there multiple times. No one ever says anything there. Um, and then there's an auto parts store right next door to it, Advanced Auto Parts. And we went over. I'm looking for a you know something to split the DC uh, you know the the lighter jack to multiple lighters, right? You typically would sure. find something like this at a auto parts store. They happen to be sold out at Advanced Auto Parts, but they were fine. They didn't say anything to us. Uh, Bonnie and I were in there. We didn't have any masks on, and they said nothing. Didn't address it. They were totally courteous. Everything's fine. But they didn't have what I was looking for, so we went across the street to the Auto Zone, and we didn't even get 20 feet into the building before some blimp uh, waddles up. <laughs> waddles up to us and she starts to you know she's got her mask on and she's asking something about a mask and i'm like i'm sorry we're we're exempt because i'm always courteous yep, about same. it like i'm always nice about it like sorry we're exempt and then she starts going off about how well uh, i don't want to get into an argument but it's the city of Keene. they're requiring da 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 and I'm like, no that's not what they that's not what the ordinance says it says that there, you know there's an exemption and because they're worried that if they let people in without a mask, they're going to get fined. Right. Because the city of Keene can fine a business uh, over that, but not if the person is exempt. Right. So there's clearly a carve out in the ordinance. But of course, either she doesn't know about it or she doesn't care one or the other. Chances are she's never read it. Oh, well, I'm almost guaranteed she's never read it. So that's the thing that I have run into a lot is that nobody knows what's on the order. And when sure. I say to them, because this somebody- wasn't even the governor's order. This is the city ordinance. Right. Which, Which came first. I think I feel like the, the governor's order would supersede the city ordinance. The governor's order actually allows the, uh, as I understand it, the governor's order allows cities to have more stringent res- uh, restrictions. So oh, it really? Doesn't, it doesn't supersede. But okay. either way, there's still, in both the governor's order and the city of Keene, there's still medical exemptions. Right. But it didn't matter to this lady. And so, you know, she's like, well, you know, you guys can go outside and I'll get whatever you need. And I, nope, sorry, no. we'll just go somewhere else to get what uh, what we want. And she's like, well, I'm just doing my job and no, those are not. the rules. And I said, no, those aren't the rules. Those are your rules yep. and I'll respect them. Have a nice day, you know. You can get one from Amazon for whatever it's worth. Oh, yeah. I planned on it. We were just there. So sure. I figured, check it out. 603-283-6160. Uh, cryptocurrency, the new gold back, the New Hampshire gold back. We still have to talk about that coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Yeah! Yep, it is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here at 603-283-6160, that's 603 603- 283-6160. By the way, I want to say thanks to David R. Jeffries. He is a Free Talk Live Platinum Amplifier. David contributes at least 25 bucks a month to the AMP program. 
meaning that he's helping us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, helping us get on more radio stations around the country, and bringing new internet listeners on board with the ideas of freedom. If you like what we do here on Free Talk Live, he's doing 25 bucks a month. That's way more than we ask. I appreciate it, but if you want to do it, it's only 5 bucks a month. That's what we ask for you over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up. You can use debit card, credit card, PayPal, or Bitcoin BTC over at ampamp.freetalklive.com. And I'll take goldbacks, too. You just got to email me about it, and then you have to ship them here because you know, that's the one downside to yep. precious metals is... Shipping it is costly, but if you got them in your pocket and you're standing in front of somebody, it's easier than crypto. Yep, every time. Uh, so it's a sadly. Real, well, I'm not sad about. It. I know you said this in the interview in the video. By the way, the video is out now. The, I've been working on it for quite a while. Uh, video that I recorded at Forkfest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's actually the last day of Forkfest. I recorded some interviews. You were one of the interviewees, Aria. Mm-hmm. Talking about the experience of accepting goldbacks as a vendor, you were selling wine for goldbacks. Uh, the, the well, you weren't the shire, the uh, the Reform Satanic Church was right. The Reform Satanic Church, and it's likely to do it again this year if I'm I can excited. find someone who will let me set up, like Mikey or someone who will let me set up my stuff there. Right on. So you're not going to have the it's not going to have its own tent. It's a waste of around. money. Gotcha. Uh, but you were selling what was really remarkable was you were selling it for goldbacks, meaning that the price was priced in goldbacks. So yes. when you saw, you know, so blood cool. of the blood of Christ and then there was a price next to it, it was two gold was it one gold? It was one it gold. It was one gold back. It was one gold wow. back. And I've also thought about getting some, you know, ordering some satanic goblets and like selling those for like five gold backs with unlimited refills or something. Ooh. That would be really cool. I that's think that's a good idea. That is cool. Yeah. Like how, where would you get those from? Would you have them like custom made or something? Do they have satanic chalices out there? Oh, good Lord. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a variety. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah. Very nice. I well, have plenty already. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, so we've been talking about money here, and we'll get deeper into the goldbacks in just a moment, because I know, Skylar, you've got people who've got questions about these things, and they're taking off in popularity. They cannot manufacture these things fast enough. I believe that. And they're going to be, like, tripling their manufacturing capacity in 2021. They're literally building new manufacturing facilities as we speak, because there's that much demand uh, for these goldbacks. Anyway... New York, unfortunately, not a place uh, where people want to do alternative currencies. Cryptocurrency users and businesses are being targeted by the attorney general there, Letitia James, saying that they will, uh, sending a message to the entire industry that you either play by the rules or we'll shut you down, she said in a press release. Then the story from NBCNews.com talks about how Bitcoin hit a record high of $58,000 recently and a bunch of big industry people, investor types are getting into it. James told members of the crypto industry in New York that they must be registered with the Office of the Attorney General's Investor Protection Bureau. Parties that are obligated to register but fail to do so are subject to civil and criminal enforcement, she said in a statement. Monday's alert comes two weeks after the Attorney General filed a lawsuit against CoinSeed, which is a trading platform for digital currency. I've never heard of them, have you? I have not, but I'm going to look into them this evening. Indeed. James alleged the CoinSeed was operating a virtual currency trading business in New York, functioning as an unregistered broker-dealer for more than three years while collecting over $1 million in investors' assets. I'm going to say that's a little small time for uh, yeah. for a Bitcoin yeah. trading platform. A million dollars? Peanuts. I'll have to look into these guys, too, just to see what they're about. Uh, quote, we will not hesitate to take action against anyone who violates the law, she said. 
Too often, greedy industry players take unnecessary risks with investors' money, but today, we're leveling the playing field and issuing alerts to both investors and industry members across the nation, she added. She also told investors to be cautious about investing in cryptocurrencies. Quote, all investors should proceed with extreme caution when investing in virtual currencies. Cryptocurrencies are high risk, unstable investments that could result in devastating losses just as quickly as they can provide gains. So is the dollar. Well, the dollars are going to guarantee a loss. Yeah. That's the difference. You get into crypto, there's a chance, and I would say a decent chance, that the price is going to go up. At least that's been the history of the last 12 years of it. Right. I'm expecting 70000 before the Fork Fest. Okay. And 100000 before the end of the year. Four wow. months away. Okay. Okay. 70000 That'd be something worth celebrating at Fork Fest. Oh, sure. For yeah, sure. Right. I mean, it's already come close to 60000 It was like yeah. 1500 away from yeah. that. So. Right. It was getting to the point, and it is to the point, where $1,000 and $2,000 is like no big deal. I don't even notice like, it anymore. Yeah. It's like that happens in five minutes. I mean- <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, three or four hundred dollars can drop off the price in a second, and right. you check again. Oh, it's back, and it is coming back. It's uh, crossed back over fifty thousand just over the last twenty-four hours. So anyway, this is just tough talk here from uh, this bureaucrat, and this is exactly what you should come to expect from a place like New York. Uh, now, that my question is: Is this coin seed actually even based in New York, or are they doing? business in new york and because they're not registered there new york's coming after them according to their website at least i presume this is the same coin seed i'm on coinseed.co i'm not sure if uh you know these guys aren't a sponsor or anything like that but it says they are a delaware registered u.s corporation so do they have an office in new york and they're a registered Delaware corporation, because that's common. A lot of companies will register in Delaware because it's one of the more privacy-friendly uh, corporate structures. But uh, you I want to know what they do to keep banks from closing their accounts. Give it time. Well, a lot of these companies are super obedient when it comes to know-your-customer requirements, and they get all the government permission slips. Or I guess in CoinSeed's case, they didn't get New York's. But they go to like FinCEN, which is a federal government agency that – regulates banks and financial it's called the financial crimes enforcements network and you can bend over for them <laughs> and jump through all their hoops and then they'll give you like their little license to but, be a money transmitter but or whatever selling bitcoin isn't being a money transmitter it's not but every bank thinks it is hmm. well they are stupid they just want their cut they're well i don't know well, no, no they, they don't they care don't. uh that they, they'll charge all the fees you want they'll still just close your account it doesn't matter how much money they're making off you yeah banks don't care they don't want to. They don't want to deal with cryptocurrency clients, not like us. So, like, we're the kind of clients who we just want to service people and get them get them crypto, and we want to get it to them as as cheaply and as effectively as possible. Um, and we don't believe in jumping through all these government hoops because even by the government system, we're not required to. Like, right. even if we were to care about following their rules, we're not doing what they call money transmission. And money transmission is a legal term. And what it means is, if you want to send money somewhere, you go to money, uh, MoneyGram or Western Union or something like that, and you say, I want to send this money down to Alabama, to my cousin, or whatever. Western Union is acting as a quote-unquote money transmitter, legally, because you're hiring them to take your value and give it to somebody else. So there's they're the third party in that transaction because you can't just give the money to your friend because you've got dollars and you haven't learned about crypto yet. I'm not talking you know, in <laughs> yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah, you know about crypto. Yeah. But uh, but in theory, bit. so you hire a money transmitter. 
when someone's buying cryptocurrency, if you were to go to Aria and say, I want to buy cryptocurrency for myself, there's no third party involved. Right. So therefore, there's no money transmitter. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not it's not complicated, right? Like I just explained to you what a money transmitter is. It's just a sell Simple. of a product. Right. But I, if you t- tell the same thing to the bankers when they're closing your account, which I've done. Oh, I've, I've shown, sure. I've shown the bankers, hey, banker, here's the opinion from my attorney. Okay. Well, anybody can hire an attorney. Fine. Let's let's put that aside. Okay, so my attorney looked at the laws and said this and this and this. You know, we're not what we're doing is not money transmission. Okay, well, okay, that's not a, that's not good enough. Well, here's the opinion of the New Hampshire Banking Commission, the government agency that regulates you, saying that this is something they don't regulate. We don't quote unquote. We don't regulate that. They said in a hearing in front of the New Hampshire State House about cryptocurrency when they were talking about selling crypto through vending machines, which and is believe something that it, we do. If it was within their domain, They'd they would regulate something. it. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't even sent a threatening letter because they don't regulate that. She said it's like a candy machine. It's like a, you know, a, a vending machine. That's what it is. And selling in person is no different. When a machine sells you cryptocurrency, the machine is just a stand-in for me. Sure. The machine does the job that I would do, but I don't have to stand there at Murphy's Tap Room twenty, you know, ten <laughs> hours a day and take money from people, right? Like the machine does it. So sure. it's the same exact thing. So they don't regulate that. And I've I've shown them that information. I've given them the video footage of this bureaucrat testifying about this. I've shown them the document that they sent to a vending machine operator telling them that they don't regulate that. And the banks are like, well, we think it's money transmission, so account closed. <laughs> just like that. Our lawyers say it's a money transmission, so we're done. They just don't want to they don't want to step in any area where they could get a spanking from the government. And they're afraid about it. Now the federal government did step back in 2020 and actually told banks that it was okay to do business in crypto, that it was okay to use uh, stable coins as uh, sending money from bank to bank and things like that. So maybe we're going to start to see some changes, but banks they don't change they don't change quick. Uh, there's more coming up here. Hour three's next. Goldbacks on the way. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Skyler. And Aria. As we continue, we will take your calls and thoughts about what you want. And I did promise we'll talk about the goldback currency, which is very, very exciting. We've been excited about it here on Free Talk Live for, uh, for more than a year now. They started in late 2019. And today was the day, the first day for the New Hampshire gold back. It was released officially. Uh, it's available online at various different websites, at least until it sells out, which probably won't take very long. Uh, from what I understand, the demand seems to be high. Atmex is charging more than five dollars 
for one of these things. Wow. And the official retail rate for them is like $3.09. So there's already huge markups going on on these things. We'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. But we're going to go first to your calls and thoughts. First up, we got Tom in Texas. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Tom? Hi, guys. Uh, I just have a question about custodial wallets and taxable events. Is it a taxable event for me to transfer? I know you guys aren't like an authority on this, but you guys are pretty well read up on cryptocurrency. So is it a taxable event for me to transfer outside of a custodial wallet to like uh, my own software wallet or paper wallet? We need to talk about what those terms mean first. Custodial wallet, Aria, can you define that? That would be a wallet owned by like an exchange that you don't actually control the keys to. Meaning Something they have like Coinbase custody. or Kraken. They ultimately control your cryptocurrency, whether or not you can withdraw it, whether or not you can spend it or use it or sell it or whatever. They're ultimately in control of that. They versus, have custody of your funds. They have custody of your keys. They yes, have control. Very similar to how a bank actually controls your money when you have your money in the bank. Correct. Versus a non-custodial wallet like Edge or Coinami or Exodus, where you actually are 100% in control of it, which is similar to having the cash actually in your wallet. Absolutely. So is your question, Tom, is it taxable to send from the custodial, meaning from a Coinbase, from a centrally hosted, uh, centrally stored wallet to a non-custodial wallet? Was that what the question was? Yes. And that's, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Because otherwise... The, the thing is that you're not actually exchanging it for dollars at that point. And I can, I, I can understand if you're purchasing U.S. dollars with crypto, but you're not. You're actually just sending it from one location to another. Yeah. Regarding the IRS, I believe they consider it to not be a taxable event until you sell it. Right. Now, just to be clear, we are not uh, tax right. attorneys. We cannot give you legal advice. Of course. Um, I, de- I definitely do not know what the IRS believes or thinks, but I have also heard what you've just said there, Arya, and that is that they consider it to be, quote unquote, capital gains if you sell it and they want to know all about whether you're buying or selling crypto. And as far as I'm concerned, it's none of their damn business. None. Yeah, Cap- I would just not pay my taxes. Agreed. Capital and gains the- is like 60%, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't yeah. paid taxes since 2004. Oh, no, it's tw- it's 15, and it's 15 up to a certain amount, and then after that, it's 20. But okay. it, it's it's egregious. Yeah, but I would yeah, suggest... I, I, in my you... research, it's been very difficult to find out what the IRS thinks because they're um, dumb. Well, screw them. <laughs> Just don't pay it. Yeah, I would say the best thing you can do is to avoid letting them know anything at all about your cryptocurrency related movements. And well, that's hard to that, that's hard to do if you've got it encrypted in Coinbase because they're now reporting to the IRS for I sure you know, any centralized exchange so is going know. to report to the government, and when the government comes knocking, every single one of these companies sure. is going to hand over the information that they are demanding. And if all they can hand over is that so so and so purchased cryptocurrency, then that's as I understand it not taxable because you're just out buying a thing. You're out buying a product. You're out buying this thing called cryptocurrency. And then what you do with that crypto once you take it off of the exchange or you take it off of Coinbase or whatever, they honestly don't know. And the only way they would know is if you told them right what you did with it. The exchanges can right. track it wallet to wallet. I think I'm just... And they can tell whether it's been put through mixers and stuff like that, but they can't tell that you sold it to someone unless you tell them. That's right. 
Yeah. I think I'm just putting out a call. Anybody uh, who knows anything of where anybody's got dinged on that, I'm just like, call up any time and let us know. Yeah. Um, the Bones other thing is a, I got a gripe for anybody who wants, anybody who wants to uh, regulate, like call for government to regulate social media because social media has been uh, canceling people. Uh, you're, you know, you're playing around with uh, dynamite here. And um, I've been talking to a lot of people, hearing people online where they're outraged with the cancel culture and they call for government action to regulate uh, social media. And I just, I can't believe libertarians, anarchists and, and the like are calling for government action. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, which uh, libertarians are calling for government action? I'm sorry. What's happening? Well, um, well, I, I don't have any names on hand specifically, but there's a sentiment that seems to be pretty alive now that uh, we need to do something about stopping these so-called public utilities, but they're not. And it, it goes back – well, uh, Well, the solution yeah, would be to stop using their platforms and to use something else. Of course. And I, I know you guys are all about Mastodon, and I've been echoing the same thing very much so. It's just that uh, people think that it's too much of a daunting task or we don't have the resources available to actually make that happen. And yeah, Mastodon's federated. It's fantastic. I love the idea. But the popularity in the mainstream, the, thing, the, the veracity of uh, the effectiveness of Twitter and Facebook, uh, it's just not... There yet with Mastodon, and we all hope that it's going to be so. And individually, in our or, well, uh, in our own circles, it, it can be well effective. I myself am a big fan of Keybase, um, but uh, you know, it's just hard to. Then get they got bought the by Zoom. On board Keybase was pretty with, cool, but then Boom or Zoom bought them, yeah. so now they're you know uh, Zoom is owned by a Chinese national. Yeah, not really, right, not right. really trustworthy. Uh, so, but what you're saying is some libertarians are calling for what regarding these. Social media sites? Are they calling for government regulation? What exactly are they asking for? Well, I think that's the extreme example. More so, you're going to hear it for, from like less uh, liberty centric uh, minded people, such as conservatives or the you know the right wing Republican types. Those yes. are the people who are really getting um, canceled. That are uh, more uh, has more public sympathy. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, it's more egregious in my uh, view that libertarians are calling for similar action. And um, I just I'm I'm warning <laughs> I'm just sending out a warning to uh, people who are of libertarian mindset that it's uh, it, it seems to be a hypocritical notion that you're against government action, yet you're calling for government action. OK, but just to be clear, you're saying it's conservatives that are calling uh, for media. You're saying it's conservatives that are calling for regulation, not libertarians? Because it seems like you're mixing up the, the terms. No, no, no. I'm not conflating conservatives and libertarians. I'm just saying that it seems to be that conservatives and libertarians are more of a target uh, than, uh, uh, you might say, progressives or liberals or social democrats. Sure, or, and that's uh, why the conservatives yeah, the are crying out about it. The libertarians are like, we'll just go somewhere else. 
Right. I mean, the responses from these, they may be both right, be getting right, targeted, right. but the responses from these two groups are drastically different. Yeah. And, and Tom, thanks for the call tonight, man. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. You brought up a couple of really good topics. Um, it was actually Christopher Cantwell, who was one of the uh, the right wingers. In fact, in his case, he's a Nazi, but uh, was, was calling for the government to regulate social media. And I'm like, Chris, you should know better, at least from your days as a libertarian, that you can't call and ask for the government to do these things because then that just means they're going to be able to control the Internet. Right. They're going to be able to control the algorithms. They're going to be able to say, oh, well, if we're going to now control social media. That means we get to see your code. We get to force Facebook to show us how they do all these things. And then they're going to create regulations and a software approval board. And it's just going to get into a crazy regulatory structure. Well, that's what people like Chris Cantwell want, because they think that they'll have some influence over how these things are written and that somehow it will end up protecting them when ultimately it's going to turn against them, even if it does protect them in the beginning. Indeed. Tom, thanks for your call here tonight. Our number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. The phone's here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. Or you can reach out to us on our Mastodon server, which I actually just noticed people were trying to do that, apparently. <laughs> uh, so we'll check with the, those folks here in a moment. Do you mean the uh, Matrix server? Did I say? Yeah, I said Mastodon, didn't I? The Matrix server. We've got different servers. Uh, the Matrix server actually allows you to chat with other Free Talk Live listeners. It's available for you 24 hours a day. And one of the cool things about the Matrix platform is it's federated, it's self-hosted, and so it is outside of the reach of big tech. Facebook, Twitter, these goons, the government, they can't touch you on the Matrix servers. Unless your Matrix server is located in the United States, then the government could probably come after it. Uh, but you don't have to locate your servers in the United States. That's a neat thing about the Internet. And ours is not. So, you know, nothing's perfect, but it's way better to be on these federated platforms like Mastodon, like Matrix. If you want to try it out for yourself, head on over to chat.freetalklive.com. There's some steps you have to follow to make sure you get into the right server. Otherwise, it'll put you, if you don't follow our steps, you'll end up on this sort of default matrix server, which we don't control. And so we cannot, you know, we can't protect you on a server that we don't control. But on the matrix chat server, we've had it running for like five months, chat.freetalklive.com. It's been great. I haven't had to ban anybody. I mean, people, if you want to be ugly, if you want to be awful, there's chat rooms where you can do that. And, you know, if you're doing it in our rooms, people can just block you yep. with two clicks. Or gang up on you. It's very effective. It's a very effective uh, platform. I love it because we used to have Discord, and we used to we used to have to worry about what people would say because Discord would cancel you based on what people said on your server if you didn't give them a spanking or whatever. Now we don't have to do any of that. Right now it's just completely hands off. You guys have fun. You want to make a channel that's profane? Go ahead, make the profane channel. I don't care. You know. There's nice. a porn. There's a porn channel on there. Ooh, somebody made. I'm gonna get after that. <laughs> that's <laughs> right know? up my alley. <laughs> whatever. So check it out at uh, chat.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your calls and your thoughts. First up, it's Dave in New Hampshire. He's Dave Ridley from uh, the Ridley Report at ridleyreport.com. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I used to complain, you know, why don't I have any competition? I need competition. Because, I, you know, I would ambush, you know, ambush interview politicians and no one else would do it. 
Uh, but now I've I've finally got some, and I'm not I'm not glad I'm I'm not I'm not sad that I wished for it. Okay, tell me about it. So this comes really mostly in the form of of uh, First Amendment auditors who seem to be all over New Hampshire now. And there's this guy named Press NH Now, or that's his that's his YouTube channel. I don't know what his name is, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently he has triggered the government at. Uh, at Hampton, New Hampshire. Nice. Uh, and the, the Seacoast uh, newspaper, the mainstream newspaper there, has is, is posted a bunch of hilarious uh, uh, quotes from state, or, you know, from, from town officials. Uh, and so there, there's this selectman who apparently lost her mind over the fact that, that he was in there just filming the town hall. Oh, and I recall this. Weren't they say that they were being threatened or that they were scared or something along those lines? Yeah. Well, what her quote was, she said, well, uh, well, well the Seacoast Online article says, quote, Wolsey wanted to know why selectmen were never notified by town management and why town police did, did not, quote, take him somewhere and throw him, unquote. Wow. Yeah. We actually read this story on the air. This is like three or two or three weeks old, right, Dave? Probably, yeah. 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 And, and all he did was just do a first, what they call a First Amendment audit where he walked into like the town hall with a video camera and walked around into whatever areas in which he could access as a quote-unquote member of the public. This is something that is relatively popular. It's become popular over the last several years for people to just test their government, essentially, see how these bureaucrats respond. And this guy got a newspaper article out of it because people flipped out over a video camera. That's right. The uh, apparently one of the town bureaucrats actually handled it really w- relatively well, though. You know what she says to the selectman, kind of slapping down the selectman. She says, "Quote: If you would like that person assaulted and thrown out on the street, find someone else. I will not do that. It exposes the town to extreme liability." Unquote. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Some towns handle this better than others. Uh, some some Keen of these handles it very well. Keen, yeah, they've they've been trained here. I mean, we've been we've had <laughs> activists here for more than a decade, decade and a half that have always been using video cameras. And and this goes back to a quote from years ago. I forget who said it, but they said the camera is the new gun, and it's really true. These bureaucrats behave like you've got a gun out when you show up with a video camera. They they hide and they. <laughs> You know, they and, when, and when you have both, you have you you oh, have an even yeah. better advantage. You know, so one two punch. And uh, an armed yeah. society is a polite society. And thankfully, in New Hampshire, you can, unless you're a felon, uh, you can walk around with a gun on your hip, and you can openly carry it, and you can also concealed carry uh, without asking the government's permission, which is a really nice thing to do. And that's probably a reason why we don't have a whole lot of crime. Uh, that's exactly around right around here. So, uh, Dave, uh, was there anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, so this this YouTuber, uh, Press NH Now, was trying to make, I think, two points. First of all, he was trying to make the point that the COVID COVID policy decisions are not law, and mm-hmm. um, to determine what kind of COVID restrictions they were, you know, imposing in in the building. He was upset that he couldn't get upstairs. They were trying to keep him from going to the upstairs part of the of the building in town hall, and he was also attempting to get some documents under the Freedom of Information Act. Was this tonight? No, this was no, this was several weeks, weeks ago. ago. Oh, okay, yeah. But it was interesting, and I believe he, this Press NH Now guy, is also friends with Joa from yep. uh, from Breaking the Flaw, Correct. which is another 
fairly popular channel that does the same thing. If he just shows up at town halls with a video camera, he did it recently in Keene, actually. He did the post office building. So it's not always town halls, just whatever government building, whatever level of government we're talking about, state or federal or local, and just sees what kind of responses he gets. And at the post office, nobody said anything to him. They, you know, the best thing these bureaucrats can do is just ignore or treat kindly treat respectfully that way they don't look like fools uh, on video but some of them they just don't know how to do it i love watching some of them too like when they call the police on them and the police are like well (laughs) they're well within their rights i don't want to get them off my property i i can't you can't film me (laughs) yes actually yes we can and we will continue (laughs) but that works with a lot of people see so if the bureaucrat says you can't do that well if you're new to recording if you don't know your rights and you're just sort of like playing around or whatever it's your first time that might work on you yeah scary way especially if they call the cops on you sure you know that gets really scary for those for those people but if you know your rights and these guys breaking the flaw press nh now dave ridley it's a uh, cop yeah all of these guys and you know our our crew here in Keene, we know our rights uh we're gonna stand up for our rights and when they they try telling that lie we call them on it we call them on camera and we keep rolling and they don't do anything that's right because it's all bs Thanks, Dave, for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. That's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. We've Thanks, got Dave. another Dave now, uh, Dave in New Mexico. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was calling about a First Amendment audit, but uh, you just refreshed my memory about a, another noteworthy First Amendment audit that ties right into that. Um, it's been long enough since I told you this story. Let me tell you it again. I walked out of a bar at like midnight, uh, downtown Albuquerque, New Mexico, one night years ago. And oh, and you can see this on the court records in the New Mexico. Case Lookup, NewMexicoCourts.com slash Case Lookup. Just look up my name, David Olson, Olson David. You can actually see this. It's- he said, I walked out of a bar, and we'll find out the rest of the story. Normally you walk into a bar before the joke, so I don't know where this one's going, but we'll uh, we'll find out here in moments. And then the New Hampshire Goldback, we got a little bit more to say about that. I know you had some questions, Skyler, so hopefully we'll get to those coming up tonight. Uh, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. Our phones are open for you at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio's great for direct response with its low cost to listener ratio, but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer term endeavor. You want to be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell you. Email me, mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, number here, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. I'm Skyler. And Aria. We're going to continue. We'll take your calls and your thoughts. David in New Mexico was regaling us with a story. He had just walked out of a bar in New Mexico. And uh, what happened, David? Yeah, so a gringo walks out of a bar (laughs) in uh, downtown Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And he walks to uh, the corner and there's a parking lot there and he notices there is a uh, car uh, in the parking lot right in the, in the middle with a cruiser behind it with no lights on, no dark inside, no disco lights going, nothing, and it's kind of puzzling. So being the natural curious gringo that David is, he walks up to the driver's side window and says, are you pulled over? 
And she says, uh, I, I don't know. I guess so. And I, or I'm sorry. She says, yeah. And I said, well, what for? And she says, well, I don't, I don't know yet. And so, and that's about the time that the, uh, the cop who was later identified as a Lute- Albuquerque police Lieutenant Jeremy McRae, now Commander McRae, uh, comes up and says, uh, can I help you? And David says, uh, no, I was just uh, curious uh, what was going on. Just looked kind of suspicious, looked a little suspicious. And he goes, oh, well, it's traffic stop. So uh, get back over there. And so David goes, uh, okay, I'll get back over there. And I went over there where he told me to go. And when I get over there, which was about 30 feet away on the sidewalk with a half a dozen other people, David pulls out his camera and starts filming Mm -hmm. and uh, films for about five, 10 seconds. And then all of a sudden, David notices through the viewfinder that uh, Albuquerque police lieutenant, now commander Jeremy McRae, uh, catches David out of the corner of his eye, and you can see him do a double take. And then he immediately goes to his microphone on his shoulder and is obviously calling for backup. And from that point, it's about 30 seconds till David Olson is cuffed and up what? against the car being wow. frisked. Yeah. So, what the hell for? Uh, welcome to. Uh, yeah, what? What did they cut? What was the uh, charge? What happened? Well, that's rather interesting, too, because uh, a few minutes later, while David was locked in the back of the cruiser, uh, David's uh, camera... Can you, can, you please, can you please stop referring to yourself in third person? <laughs> so, Kudos on being able to do genius- it that consistently. Uh, please stop. <laughs> okay. Well, the two genius police officers, McRae and James Burton, are out on the hood of the cruiser uh, with David's camera, which is still continuing oh, to record everything that they, everything they say. Okay. And uh, Officer Burton says to Lieutenant uh, McRae, um, well, uh, what, what should we charge him with? Uh, how, how about uh, uh, inciting a riot? Oh, God. And so they Lieutenant put McRae, charges. They, they hadn't come up with what they wanted to charge you with, but they already had you in handcuffs? Uh, yeah, in, in cuffs in the back of the cruiser, yeah. And they Sounds were deciding, familiar. well, what should we charge him with? Yeah. And they they couldn't quite figure it out, but uh, Officer McRae or, or Burton suggested uh, inciting a riot. And McRae says, well, I don't think that will fly, but uh, let me look up something and we'll figure that out. And so they take me to jail and go to court and all that stuff. And obviously it was dismissed. Uh, uh, but um, anyway, so. Right. And by the, the way, no punishment for the officers. I'm just going to guess the officers involved who completely trumped up these charges, completely wasted however many hours of your life it took for you to go down to the station, get processed, booked, fingerprinted, the whole thing, and then maybe bailed out PR, whatever it was. This time, you yeah. don't get back. You don't get this time back. It's stolen from you. You were just enjoying the bar. You left. You were going to go home, and they ruined your night. And did you get any compensation for it, or were those officers punished in any way well you know the answer to that i know of the course answer. not it's no brutal so anyway yeah first amendment audit should happen on a daily basis several times a day there should be open as well as uh hidden cameras going through every uh taxpayer owned uh space that there yeah. is uh, unfortunately on, on there the aren't the, of a first amendment audit. yeah i don't disagree with you there david and thank you for the call tonight but unfortunately there just aren't enough people with the with the huevos, with the you know cojones to do that sort of thing, to go and actually confront these government bureaucrats, which is one of the reasons why we need more people like that who actually are willing to to come to New Hampshire. If you're a libertarian, right? Like if you're not a libertarian, sure. then stay where you are. Yep. Well, um, if you're not a libertarian, you're probably not doing First Amendment audits. Probably not. Um, but in theory, someone else could care about freedom of speech if they're not a. You could care about that as another 
political viewpoint in theory. But yeah, if you love freedom, you need to get to New Hampshire because we've got something special here where we don't have enough people to do First Amendment audits every day in the same city. But those guys that we were just talking about, uh, NH pre- or press, press, NH, NH, press, press, press NH Now, press NH now and uh, Breaking the Flaw and some of these other guys, they literally are doing them every day. Every day. They're going to different towns all around the state and it's like, this is amazing work. Thank you, guys. And it's one of the reasons why I sponsored uh, Breaking the Flaw's channel on behalf of uh, Free Talk Live. And huge huge props to Joa, yeah. who is from Breaking the Flaw, because not only does he do the cop block stuff on, you know, every day, yep. but he's he's at rallies with us. He's at protests with us. Oh, yeah. He offers rides. I mean, he's, he, a doer. He, he's a boots on the ground kind of libertarian. Yeah. We need more people like him. Just like him. Absolutely. So, And you don't have to be boots on the ground. You can still be that sort of backup. You can be the, you know, the support team the support layer sure because not everybody has what it takes to do that and that's okay takes all kinds right there's different layers. there's the guy that can do the website work to help these guys behind the scenes to make it easy for them to upload their videos and make it so they don't have to do as much work or help promote the videos online or you know there's different sort of roles that people can take or like i was talking about earlier for people that want to actually help inside the political system there's the new hampshire liberty alliance it's reading bills they're recommending bills they're talking to the legislature so you don't have to be front lines of freedom kind of person but anybody who cares about freedom this is the place to be there's really nowhere else and so we were talking about the goldbacks new hampshire goldback came out today you can go to goldback.com and there's an announcement there you click on the news click on the news section of goldback.com and then you'll see the most recent post is about new hampshire being the new one and wyoming is apparently next so wyoming's gonna be the fourth state and when you click on that post you can scroll down you can see high resolution uh, photos or scans or what i don't know how they get these fic- these photographs because they're hard to photo like if you take a picture of the gold back it's always reflecting likes it's yep. gold and it's pretty so shiny uh, so to actually get like a, a nice looking image of this has got to be a challenge but they did and so if you want to see what they look like they're absolutely lovely um, you've been showing them to some of your friends skylar yeah i've been showing them to my friends um on my personal page and also on savage truth 603 i'm getting yep. a huge amount of interest people just they, they're falling in love with them because they're so beautiful you know they're artistic they're they're it, and, and people can get behind the idea of gold tangible gold That's in right. their hand you don't you have know? to give them a long pitch about crypto like crypto is always there's always a pitch it's a know? learning curve you got it right there's a big learning or it's smaller than it was but there's it's still a learning curve curve you know you learn the history satoshi nakamoto decentralized currency all these different nodes why it's safe from the government there's all kinds of reasons why crypto is great but you have to explain them to people right with and gold they have to you understand. just pull it out with gold you just pull it out and they see it and they're and you're like oh this is a hundred this is one one thousandth of an ounce oh cool right I'll take that. Yep. You're done. You know, it's so easy. And like so one of the one of the questions that people, you know, they kept having a little bit of trouble wrapping their head around yep. was what are these worth? And you know, it's it because depends. because gold fluctuates day to day. Yep, you know, I said current value is three dollars and thirty three cents times face value. So if it's a one, it's three thirty three. If it's mm-hmm. a five, it I forget what it worked out to be, but yeah. well that's um, what it's worth in raw gold. Like if you were no, to no. smelt no, it down. That's no, what the bills worth are worth. It's worth less in raw gold. Yeah. Raw gold right now is seventeen hundred and change 50. per ounce. Yep. Uh so raw gold, one gold back is worth a buck seventy five. Okay. Or whatever. Right. right. Uh but it's not just that. It's this process of manufacturing these things, which is you know, space age technology or whatever. This is new tech that's only come out within the last decade. The gold back itself was only released in twenty nineteen. So it's a brand new product. Uh, the technology, the company that makes it is called Valarum, I believe. 
And they've been doing similar bills for the last decade, basically. But the tech's been coming along. It's been developed. It's been getting better. It's been getting cheaper to make these things. And so now they're able to do it at such a small amount. Like the one one thousandth of an ounce is the smallest division of gold that you can buy in the marketplace anywhere. And as far as like the, the markup on it, it's actually cheaper than any of the other ones out there, like the one grams and like as far as the percentage of the markup of whatever, it's very, very low right. considering. Now, it is still about twice spot when you when you pay for it, but they hold their value. They're valuable higher than the amount of gold that's that's in it because they're useful. Right. And we can talk more about that on the way here. You can join us as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That would get you in here, but those phone lines are busy uh, right now. We're going to get to our callers in just a moment. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Skyler. And Aria. Skyler has his own YouTube channel. You can check him out over at uh, Savage Truth 603 That's it. And uh, Aria, you have launched a YouTube channel. Have you even plugged that on the air yet? I don't. Yes, I did because we talked about the bad domain name that I chose, uh, badmovieclub.us. Oh, yeah. Bad yeah. Movie Club. So you're doing movie uh, watching slash review things with your friends? Yes. And you've been doing it for like a month or two? I think? Yeah, but most of them didn't get recorded. There were pilots, test runs, okay. things like that, working out issues. And lately we branched out into gaming because half of us are still in college, so they're going to wake up early Monday and mm. don't have time for a full movie. So gotcha. if you want to watch people drink and suck at Super Mario, <laughs> I've got you covered. All right. What's the YouTube? Or- Badmovieclub.us will take you straight to it. Are you on library? Not yet. All right. I intend to do that when I leave here tonight. Okay. So. Good plan. Um, we're going to get into your calls here, but we were talking about the goldbacks, and I know, uh, Skylar, you said that some people had some questions about it. Did, did you want to throw one of those out or two of those or whatever? Yeah, so I think the biggest question that people have um, is – you know what can I do with these goldbacks? Where can I spend them? Is there mm-hmm. is there a map or some sort of network that we can get a hold of so that people can know where they can use their goldbacks and which businesses to go to support because they take goldbacks? Kind of thing. That is an excellent question, and I know that in Utah, where the goldbacks started, they started by going to a bunch of different businesses, and of course, Utah is full of Mormons, and so a lot of them really get gold and silver they they get it they yep. know what's about and so it was pretty easy for them to sign up a few hundred businesses before they wow. even launched wow um so there's they have that there we haven't done that here because new hampshire had didn't have a gold back prior to now um so maybe we'll start to see something like that happen i know that little zoe's pizza here in Keene, the owner of that he's been taking crypto for a few years he told me that as soon as the new hampshire one's available he will accept it so, awesome. so really, but I, they won't accept the Utah or Nevada. He'll ones? take it in tips. So I've been giving him those as, as well, who tips. Who won't take them in tips? Right, <laughs> a fool. Yeah, but uh, a fool. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but you uh, Taco Biondo will take them. Yep, Taco Biondo has taken them. That's correct. And uh, let's see, uh, Kirby's Q, which is a barbecue restaurant, I always pay with goldbacks there. So there already are a handful of places. Some of the places we sort of regularly go to, where we've shown them the old ones, the the Utahs previously. But there's no real, you know, there's there's nothing like what you're what you're talking about, and that would be something someone could totally do, and it would be awesome. Yeah. Now, whether they could actually, I mean, turn AnyPay into- already has the infrastructure to support this. They do. They they do, and that's an interesting yeah, question. Were- AnyPay supports goldbacks too. No. Well, uh, not not. 
technically they don't support Goldbacks on their platform, but Derek J from AnyPay is a huge Goldback fan. He's been giving them out in tips, and so he's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, he's been coming back here, so it wouldn't surprise me if there's there could be some sort of synergy between Goldback and AnyPay. I just I can't speak for him, right? So well, I, even I if all know. they did was like, hey, this is the code that we made for people to track AnyPay payments and make sure that they're still happening, someone could very easily alt- edit that if they were willing to share it, so that it was just. Goldback restaurants instead, or Goldback businesses. Yeah, uh, and again, this is going to be something that people sh- should do. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I've got my hands full. Right. But if somebody knows what they're doing with mapping technologies and you Jump know on board. businesses, then then do it. Uh, let me go to the phones here to your calls and thoughts. We got Press N H. He is the guy Dave Ridley was talking about who made these bureaucrats in Hampton Beach, I think it was, freak out or somewhere on the seacoast just by going into the uh, the city hall there with uh, with a video camera. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? Apparently you heard that you were being talked about, so uh, <laughs> welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I, uh, yeah, I guess they were riled up over there. Um, you know, I went over to the town hall, um, and just to go see what's going on with the uh, restrictions, you know. Um, and they actually hit the panic alarm on me, if you haven't seen the video. Um, the chief of police, Hobbs, was actually in there uh, the whole time. And um, I didn't even know he was a chief, at, mm. you know, at, at the time. And uh, I actually challenged the town manager, and I actually went upstairs uh, after he told me I can't. And he actually was the former chief of Hampton prior to Hobbs. Mm. Um so, yeah, they hit the panic alarm, and then um, after everything was said and done, um, they Hold called Hold on, when you say panic back. alarm, do you mean this was an actual alarm? Like a bank? Just... Yeah. yeah, exactly the same thing. Yeah, they have panic <laughs> alarms in the town hall. Um, this is wow. actually my second one. Yeah, the lady hit the panic alarm like it was a, like it was a laser going to beam me out of there. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, if you look at the video, it's pretty funny that, uh, that she did that. And I even told her, it's not my first one. Um, but yeah, no, I went downstairs. Um, I talked to the, um, to the chief of police, uh, Hobbs, and then, uh, he would refuse to answer me about a lawful order of trespassing. Um, and I told him, if I go upstairs, are you going to arrest me? And, um, he wouldn't answer me. Oh man. So, so did you go upstairs? I, I did not challenge it. Um, you know, I, I went up there um, the first time, and then uh, when he wouldn't give me a lawful order several times, uh, I tried pushing it and acting like I was going to go upstairs to see what he would do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I never went back upstairs. Uh, shame on me. Well, I, I mean, hey, up. sometimes you're not in the mood to get arrested, right. so sure. it's a lengthy you know, process. You know, and a lot of things were going through my mind at the time, um, but I, you know, after about another... 25 minutes or so when the sergeant was there. Um, I know they made some phone calls uh, probably to the, you know, district attorneys or whoever was higher than them. Right. And um, what they ended up doing is actually giving me a lawful order not to go upstairs or I will be arrested for trespassing. Well, whether it was lawful Um, or not is another question. It certainly came from Johnny Law, but that doesn't mean (laughs) it was actually lawful. Tell me a little bit about your story, Press NH. Uh, The channel name on YouTube, what is it? Uh, it's Press NH Now. Press NH Now. Where yep. are you from? Did you move here? Um, I grew up in Boston for like 21 years, and then uh, I've been up here for about 14 years. Oh, wow. Nice. And um, yeah, I, I live in Southern New Hampshire, and um, I just I go everywhere, man. When did you start um, doing these uh, First Amendment audits? 
Um, you know, I watched videos for about a year and a half or so, and I uh, did a lot of reading, case law, you know, just the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Do you and feel... And um, I just, I just got up and went. I made a couple videos. Um, I didn't have a channel yet, and then uh, I think three months ago, I put up my channel, and oh. it's been going wow. great, so... Good what was you. your question, Skyler? Do you feel like they, uh, the city's officials and the police departments are kind of making these things up as they go? Like, are they flying by the seat of their pants? Are they giving you, you know, good definitions of exactly what you're, you know, what laws you're breaking or, you know, what's the- um, It's always trespassing. Right. Um, it's always trespassing. In a public and, building. You know, in a public building. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, I know the rules. I know the laws. You don't go behind restricted areas. You don't right. go in unauthorized areas behind the desk and people's offices, um, so forth, so on. You know, it's pretty common sense. And uh, I couldn't tell you how many times the police have been called on me since I've had my channel. Just um, because you have a video camera. Three months. Unbelievable. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, Salem, New Hampshire actually hit the panic alarm on me, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, they, my God. Uh, they hit he's the got pan- a camera. It's a terrorist. I know. And all I'm doing is pulling records. I'm doing inspections, you know. Um, Wow. I'm filming our government. Well, thank you, you know? for your service, uh, yeah, Press NH. Now, I want to say thank you for the call tonight as well. I appreciate it. Let's get uh, Breaking the Flaw, another First Amendment auditor here on Free Talk Live. Uh, you're also on. Hello. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, Press NH now. He puts the hard work in and, uh, you know, love him. Uh, we go out a lot. Uh, every other week we go in match or we're going to be going somewhere else special this next week. So weekend. you guys are teaming but up? Savage, too, man. You, that's you're right. right. With it, man. So, so you team up with him. You guys go out together. Yeah, oh, that's uh, cool. we've been doing uh, Manchester nights, and uh, you know we went to Lowell one night. We've gone to Boston, met up with another auditor there. Yeah, <laughs> but we we go out. We go out hard. Okay, right on. So, what's your next stop? Where are you going next? I don't reveal that. I don't want to eliminate the surprise. <laughs> don't clue them in, right? You know, don't, and then the yeah. next thing you know, the trolls are calling the police station. Guess good where point. he's going to be? You know, yeah. and, no. True. That's a good point. Uh, but you, you have, have to com- stay tuned and watch it. So. You have come out to Keene. You've done a little bit of uh, First Amendment stuff. I know you hit the post office here. You went into the county building. I haven't watched that one yet, but I know you, uh, you've you done a few different ones out here. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I plan on doing it. Um, you know, I try to hit every place like twice every once in a while. I try to go back to the same place and see if they keep respecting you. And, uh, you know, because different things are going on at different times, you know. So sure. I plan on doing it again soon. And uh, I should be in the area tomorrow. We'll see what goes on. Very cool. Check him out over at uh, Breaking the Flaw. Are you just on YouTube, or have you, um, you know, cultivated an alternative like library? So yeah, I have synced it to library. Finally went through. Uh, It does take some time. So if anyone's doing that, you know, be patient. uh, Yeah, be patient. Yeah, um, uh, one of my videos that I posted recently actually is the one you were talking about. I mirrored it, and I got the same, you know, almost a strike message on my YouTube. You mean the, uh, the the one for the white rose? They also took yours down yeah because you mentioned yeah. the beer bug you made some comments and now they pull it right hey uh thanks for the call tonight man we are out of time and appreciate uh skylar thanks for joining us thank you very much for having me this has been a blast i can't wait to do it again fun. indeed and we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime you can join us anytime over at freetalklive.com don't forget our social media site which you can't be touched by big tech there social.freetalklive.com Welcome to another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan wandered through the town until he came to a big building with the crowd gathered by a large empty wall. He asked a bystander what the crowd was talking about. 
This gathering today is to honor the final selection of the island's great art. The people at the front of this assembly are from the Island Commission of Fine Art, each giving a speech of adulation. Oh, I like art. Are they going to mount it on that empty wall space? They have already. It is absolutely stunning, don't you agree? But I don't see anything. It must be very small. Oh, no, no, no. It is very expansive. It is titled Void in Flight. But I still see nothing. That's the point. Impressive, isn't it? Nothing captures the full essence of the spirit of human struggle for that exalted sense of awareness that one only feels when contrasting the fuller warmth of the finer hues with the tactile awareness of our inner nature. Nothing allows everyone to fully experience the best of the collective imagination. So it is really nothing? How can nothing be art? That is exactly what makes it the most egalitarian expression of art. The Council's Commission on the Arts holds a tastefully executed lottery to make the selection. Why a lottery to select art? We have to use a lottery to minimize the dissatisfaction. In more backward days, there were critics who accused the Commission of favoring their own taste with the people's tax money. They censored art that they disliked and gave money to their friends. Sometimes they gave tax money to what some said was obscene or sacrilegious. Did anyone object? Sure. So the Council of Lords appointed a new group to the Commission on the Arts. But soon this commission was accused of the same kind of elitism, favoring their tastes and their friends. So they were all replaced by a lottery, which is much more fair. And since this masterpiece, Void in Flight, is really nothing at all, no one can possibly object. But why not just let people keep their tax money and let each person pay for the kind of art that he or she likes? That is outrageous! Some selfish individuals might not buy art, and others might have bad taste. No, indeed. The Council of Lords must show their support for the arts. It is so much more civilized. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com.
Attention gardeners, if you need to grow nutritionally dense vegetables or medicinal herbs this year, listen, because a bioactive superfood for plants is now available. This all-natural superfood for plants is so effective at producing maximum plant growth in minimum time that it almost forces plants to grow, even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's called Proto-Grow, and it's truly remarkable. Vegetables grow faster and contain more bioavailable vitamins and trace minerals. Plants that rarely bloom will flower constantly. Sickly plants become vibrantly alive, medicinal herbs become super potent. Flowers become more vivid right before your very eyes. Proto-Grow also improves the taste quality of all your garden vegetables. That's because it's more than just an all-natural superfood for plants. It's a proprietary blend of bioactive sea nutrients that contain the basic building blocks of life itself, which is why Proto-Grow even renews your garden by increasing the microorganisms in the soil. Learn more at growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com. Get special pricing for network listeners right now at growlikecrazy.com.